0: Good afternoon, super kicking with Steven fans, your favorite host right here, Steven A, 1181, I got the Greg one over there rocking out with us, a lot of stuff to talk about AW wise, man, if you would have told me a week ago, we'd have, you know, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Ruby Riot, I probably would have told you, yes, you're correct, because um, they pulled the trigger, everybody debuted you know, I kind of thought maybe Ruby would be my strongest bet to debut that night. And they just said, F it. We're going to put everybody out there. So the next big names, Bray Wyatt out there, Braun Strowman, uh, Buddy Murphy, you know, we're going to want to see what those guys end up. Those are Lana, you know, that's another name out there. So uh, then you also wonder, you know, where if Sarah Logan wants to come back where does she end up, you know, after all the baby stuff. So it's, it's pretty interesting names out there, Greg. So, let's kick off first. You could kind of give your main takeaways, I guess, from uh, all out because there was a few, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, just tell us what you thought about all out as a whole. Then we'll kind of get into the week that was.
1: Yeah, um, all out definitely the best pay per view of the year, hands down, um, and. It was the same as uh, SummerSlam was. If you're going to bring back your top stars, you want to give them that big, high-profile showcase. And that same thing that AEW is doing right here with um, Punk, or or not Punk, but Danielson and Adam Cole, um, Ruby. And, you know, if they're on the lock and key, the name's on the dotted line, they're ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. there's no bigger platform to do it on than this one. So, um, I loved it that they bring them, brought them all out. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give myself to Barry Horowitz because <laughs> I told you weeks in and week out that there was no way Adam Cole was going to spend another minute on WWE TV. And there he is, right in the middle of the elite. Um, so, i loved how it went um some all these matches but aside from the uh the paul white mess fiasco like, was just there for filler i'm sure yeah you know the, the come down before you got back to punk and everything um every other match on the card was a banger um mm-hmm. and young Bucks and lucha
0: bros Hands down, Uh, the best tag
1: team match of the year. Holy crap! I mean, I
0: usually hate a lot of false finishes because it feels like it brings the crowd down, and you have to bring them back up. And once they kept doing it, I'm like, okay, like you, you know, and you correctly did predict that. I'll give you credit on that one. Um, They pulled the trigger on the Lucha Bros getting those tag titles, you know, finally. I mean, and hopefully Penta and you know, Ray Phoenix get back where they should be as you know as we've brought up and you've brought up a lot you know just in that match i mean blood guts every you know everything was in the kitchen sink was there and i didn't think they'd pull out as much as they did you know weapons wise but they did the the um the jordan ones with the thumbtacks i mean those you know everything was there so it was such an amazing match um
1: easily the best match of the night Um, but the story they told from start to finish and like you said it's usually some ups and downs during the match but it was a steady roller coaster climb up Mm -hmm. and it just got better and better and better and better until you got to the ending um and this is why we love tag team wrestling it it's been a lost art especially if you look over on the wwe side but AEW's really paying attention to it they're really trying to bring it back and this is a match that is the new standard bearer this is what you could be doing if you really pay attention to it we can really put the time in on it give these guys the time that they need to tell an effective uh story and that's what they did they told a brilliant story um the Bucks healing it up as great as they can and they were amazing at it um you know the disrespect rich, ripping up their match or their mask and um, yep. you know, being out the, the thumb tattoo going back to calling back to the old days that the only the uh the the Buck loyalists and the you know the indie fans will know what that's about when they see it. Um, yeah. I only just recently from you suggesting it finally went back and watched the uh the Bucks against Larray. Larray, Right. And finally and watched that match, and I was and I was like, holy crap. And yeah. the I'm surprised Candace is still alive after that shot. She Isn't took, it funny
0: to it's uh, kind of funny to see the, you know, what she's become, you know, I think she's like, okay, I've done my time, you know, with the hardcore stuff. Now let's just make my money. <laughs> you know, and now she's pregnant. Right. <laughs> so, you know, now now she can get her family set. So um exactly. also I thought Greg it was interesting. So we did not get the main event of Darby and CM Punk. Do you think it hurt that match by not main eventing, or do you think it still was a pretty – it did seem a pretty solid match. For some odd reason, people were upset that CM Punk wrestled in tights because, you know, people are dumb, and they want to – like, you know, I, I thought it was actually kind of a cool look, you know, you know, really, but um, I had no problems with it. But And, you know, I think he was trying to pull stuff out that he hadn't pulled out in a long time. But it was interesting. Then that's the thing too. When you knew that Omega and Cage were going to main event, I kept thinking, "Well, you got to pull out all the stops. You got to bring out Adam Cole at the end. You got to bring out." And I got to give myself partial credit because I did say Daniel Bryan would be the last person to come out, even though it was going to be celebrating with CM Punk. And technically, he did come out <laughs> and he he made an impact. But yeah, um, so it was interesting that they. But like I said, you had to pull all those stuff out at the end, you know, kind of smoke and mirrors because Cage and uh, Omega I, I didn't think it was as good as their rampage match. And that's the thing. I think because we saw that rampage match, the crowd was into it. The crowd wasn't into this one, you know, because I think you had seen so much. And I kept and I think a lot of us were waiting for the aftermath. You know, we need to see what's gonna happen afterwards. So um you know, it it wasn't anything right home. But Darby and Punk, I think, was pretty solid. And then, like you said, the Lucha Bros and Young Bucks, I mean, they got, you know, 20 – it was at least 25-so minutes. It, you know, st- and like at first we thought, well, it's a steel cage. You know, what can you do? And, you know, you have Brandon Cutler throw the bag in there. Uh, I, I was kind of hoping he'd miss a couple times just because that would almost play into. <laughs> his role, but he got it right though. He had to practice that I'm guessing beforehand, but anyways, sure. you know, like I'm sure maybe they gave him a little dot, you know, stand from here because it's about where you make it from. But anyways, so, but the in, aftermath, you know, Adam Cole with the kiss because we see that a lot in the young bucks and now we'll get Adam Cole on BTE. So Greg, you got to watch BT now because yeah. of some of that stuff plays a factor into dynamite you know little nuances not like not storylines often you know maybe here and there but and it's you know it's a good 20 minute 15 minute watch on your monday afternoon if you you know if you've got nothing else to watch you could throw it on youtube so um yeah adam cole there he he definitely looks revitalized and daniel Bryan, it's gonna be we've you know we've only seen him talk a couple times so we really have to see what daniel Bryan's gonna do i'm gonna be interested to see Ring wise, is he how different he is? Because I think that's where it's going to matter the most. I think he might try a few more things than what he could have done in WWE. I think on the mic, he'll be the same person until they turn him heel, <laughs> you know, because I feel like that's what we want to see too. We want to see a heel Brian Danielson, you know, almost ROH type days uh, back in the day with like him and Punk and him and Smoke Joe and him and Nigel McGinnis. Which is a you know a fun name to throw out there. I think even him and Adam Pierce had some matches in ROH. So those are gonna be interesting <laughs> to see um, how all that plays out. You know, Adam Cole, I think starting him heals good because now you can either shift it, could be him and the young him and the young bucks, maybe Omega turns on him, the Young Bucks stay with him, stay with, you know, omega. It's gonna be that whole leadership factor. And I know we'll bring it up on Dynamite. I think not mentioning the good brothers a lot, that's something you could play into as well because they almost seem like an afterthought now. And how is that going to play into everything? So, you know, we'll get NWO red and black NWO black and white, you know, pretty soon. I feel like with the elite because there's too many members and we, you know, we got to split it in a little bit. It almost be like Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega fighting for the title. Of leadership, and now it's going to be Adam Cole and um, Omega here. Not soon, but maybe you know after Revolution. You know, at the first of the year, I won't, I don't. I, I just don't think you could play it too long because, like we said, there's too many bodies there right now, and then you just have the random well, face side of. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I would say a, a few thoughts. Uh,
1: first, going back to the uh, the Lucha Bros and the Bucks. The ending of the match uh, was just perfect. The way it, uh, the finish itself, and then going to them after uh, the cage comes up, and Pentagon goes and you know
0: goes and hugs. Tries to bring his wife.
1: wife. <laughs> <laughs> right, tries so to bring his wife and his daughters are there, and they have that moment there, and you really feel it through the screen of yes. uh, what he's feeling, what they're feeling, and. And the announcers are doing a great job of just kind of laying back and letting you yes. sink it, breathe it in for a minute. Uh, that plus the visual of uh, Ray or uh, Pentagon and Phoenix in the ring and the blood on the belts.
0: Yes. You know, yep. it kind of
1: tells the story. Level These guys have been this. fighting each other. Yeah, they've been fighting each other even before the AEW days. So their history goes all the way back. And yeah the the fact that uh, you know you really put the blood, sweat, and tears analogy in effect right here. You know you yeah. have the blood, the sweat, the tears. It's all happening right here, and you know they made that moment huge. Even the way they brought them out with their uh, their interest being performed live, you can tell this is yeah. a big, big deal. It was amazing, and you know hats off to AEW for really putting the spotlight on that match and it delivered a thousand times over uh, so that's the first thing um uh, second um i get why punk was the main event i didn't like it that they weren't the main event looking at it in real time but in not making it the main event it says two things one this isn't all about cm punk it's not the CM punk yeah. show two is saying that you know Punk's not bigger than the company. Is he's not bigger than the world title. And on any card, the world title should be the feature act. it should be the last match of the night. So uh looking at it that way, you can see why they made it the co main
0: of it at, yeah. at
1: the best. And <laughs> not not the last match of the night. Even though That's you true. know having Punk, the show go off the air with Punk Holden, um, his hand up, while Colts playing is a a great image, um, it would have been a disservice to the championship, to Kenny and to the company as a whole to have that match go before Punk's match. We know the significance of Punk, we know the significance of Punk in Chicago, but it was the right thing to do. By not having that be the closure match of the night, it was for. You think it should it have, have opened different. the night then? No, no, no. There's too much okay. going on at the beginning too. Yeah. Um, with the lineup they had, and it would it would have brought the crowd up too, maybe too, too much, much, and then okay. the other matches may have got lost in the shuffle.
0: So and see, I, the and way they I have, I'll agree with you. Yes, title matches, like especially the like world title, should at the same time, I also think sometimes their storyline is bigger. Now, probably the punk and Darby wasn't bigger than the world title with all the other factors. But, you know, there are instances where, you know, there could be a a storyline. You know, maybe it's a future of the company or something, you know, weird on the line. But I get it. You know why you and especially since we had all those other factors with it. I mean, right. if then, you put that, and if you do that in the middle of the night or second last, Darby and Punk would have to follow that, and right. they're not following that. So I understand that aspect as well.
1: Yeah, so. um, and we had a, a question while we were uh, watching it. Uh, by the, is not there a men's? Um, yeah, battle I was very
0: curious about that.
1: You know, and here's what I think about it: is that just over the last couple months black and dry uh on the show danielson and uh adam cole punk all within the last few weeks uh even 2.0 and garcia who I haven't seen before until now um there was just too many new guys in there to have a match where we said the winner gets the title shot While all these other guys are in the building, we know that Davis is in the building. We know that Cole's in the building. We know that uh, You know blacks in the building all all these new guys are in there, but they're not going to be in the Casino Battle Royal It would have been a disservice to the theme of the match to um, Have that match go on without the top top guys in the company in the match so Look at it from that standpoint. I mean, you could have fielded a third of the casino battle royal, but just to the guys you signed faces, over the last yeah. few weeks. So, in that sense, that made sense While they why they didn't have a men's casino battle royal because you would have had to throw all those guys in the mix. And there's and these guys are too big to just be throw ins, and you only get one shoulder, um, you know, into this. Well, match. that's why so that's probably the
0: biggest thing. Like who would have you been who could you have saved for that moment? You know, right. and I th- but then I also think I like the Battle Royals because it gives guys who may, you know, like uh Lance Archer did he win it once or something, you know, it kind of gives secondary guys that title shot. So Brian Danielson doesn't need to be in that because we know he could be in title picture in time. Malachi Black is slowly showing that. He probably should be in the title picture soon. Adam Cole, we don't, you know, he might want to turn on Kenny for the title. So your biggest star, you know, now whether they jump the line, that's a whole nother storyline, you know, another, you know, maybe you could feed into that with your ranking system. So, yeah, I I think, I just wish they would have said, oh, we're just going to push it to another date or, you know, they just didn't even say anything. (laughs) They just let it disappear into the ether. You know, it's one of those weird, like usually, AW is pretty transparent with the audience, and I felt like that was one of those moments that because we had heard about it and then we didn't. <laughs> so it's like then you kept bringing up the women, so I was like, well, now you got to bring Ruby in there because you wanted a big name for that. So you know, it may it it is what it is. So um, and neither one of us were correct on that, <laughs> or because you said uh, who was your prediction, good Greg? Because I know yeah, I said I Shannon
1: J. And, a Jay, okay, and I a, think. Because okay. he just came back.
0: Yeah. And did she get thrown out towards – was it towards the end? It was because it was Thunder Rosa and Ruby at the yeah. very end. Okay. And then Niall Rose was in there for a little bit. Jade was in there for a little bit. It seemed like girls were getting eliminated pretty quick. <laughs> and I think the Penta oh, – I'm sorry, the Lucha Bros. Young Bucks match was way over time because when – Pento was trying to get his wife in the ring. They're like, no, go like the ref, the ref was like, no, you got to leave. Like, sorry. Like we got (laughs) to clean this up too. So, um, yeah, I I mean, like we said, a good, I think a good night overall, like a feel good moment, even if Adam Cole comes out at the end and Brian Danielson doesn't, it almost still feels like a feel good moment would have been that because of, we saw Adam Cole there, but having Dana Bryan with a new remix of his, you know, Little flight of the Valkyries and then it goes into born uh the song's called Born for Greatness and it's kind of a it's on Spotify now. So Greg, if you wanna if you have Spotify, it's on there. But yeah. it has it's it's got words and all that. So um right. and then Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole's song, it might take me a little b- I'm so used to the shock the system. Yeah. Like it's so hard to like I had to cover my ears back, okay. It's not shocked the there's no boom yet. I gotta figure <laughs> out where the boom is at and figure out right. Adam Baby goes in so you know it, it that one might grow on me a little bit so and of course ruby had ruby soho by rancid because i mean she had to some people were mad about the final countdown because that was Dana Bryan's independent and it sounds like the band won a little more money than was usual which is weird because they probably need all the money they can get right now but that's a whole nother yeah. conversation so Any other
1: thoughts? Yeah, it was it was a great ending, and like I said, in retrospect, we see why uh, Punk went second to last um, with the ending of the uh, Omega and Cage match. That um, you know it it ended the way that it should have, with you know Kenny getting the win uh, by any means necessary, and then you know the Elite getting in doing the beat down and then the promo where he puts it on the teeth, puts the ball on the tee, you know, I beaten everybody. There's nobody better than me. Nobody's on my level, yada, yada. And then cue music and hit the entrance. And then, uh, you know, we get Adam Cole and the pop for Adam Cole was amazing. Um, I, that was where I was expecting, uh, Brian Danielson to come out also and we get Adam Cole first. So I was like, Perfect. That's especially if he's going to be a baby face. Uh, Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega here. Take my money. Take my money. But I um, we'll get know, that. Don't worry. Didn't <laughs> know the history of um, yeah. you know the elite and because all the the BTE and the lead and the Bullet Club and all that stuff. It's all still foreign to me. So I didn't know the they whole killed him
0: in an episode. So there you go.
1: Because
0: <laughs> right yeah, before you, I'm, I'm hearing it. about it
1: now. <laughs> uh the the that uh you know the dribble super kick that kicked him out of that killed him
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh out of the elite so i'm now finding out you know the whole backstory behind um uh, adam cole and the elite and everything so uh it makes sense now mm-hmm. uh, but just haven't seen it before so it's, it yeah. was all new um not the whole little Double kiss was weird, but whatever. It's the Bucks right, right these days. So,
0: uh, and that's what they did with him but, when they killed him off. <laughs> no, nah, when they super kicked him, they kissed me. him away. Yeah. So, and that was that yeah, was, was actually in ROH. It. That was in ROH because Marty Skrull, or Skrull, he took over Adam Cole's spot in the Elite. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a guy that had speaking out allegations against him. and that's why we haven't really seen him because he's a guy that he was destined to really be that next level talent. And he was coming then. Unfortunately, you know, you get too many of those allegations against you and you're not yeah. going to get touched. That's, uh, that's what we've been seeing on Tessa Blanchard now. I guess they're saying yeah. she's got – you know, they're not even going to – nobody wants to touch her. And um, and it kind of sucks because Tessa's a really good talent. Like, can you imagine her in Charlotte? Like, <laughs> Like that would be yeah. you know, something. So, um, and I get it because you say a few things. Nobody wants to try to you know answer to that. So, you you know you got to watch what you do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can have all the town in the world, and you can throw it away with one or two bad you know uh, that's things, true. You don't want to be so. a cancer
1: in the locker room because that that that's what it right sounds left. like.
0: That's what it sounds like. She is. And it's like, and it kind of sucks because you think maybe she thought she was too good. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe she's too egotist, you know, like too full for herself that, you know, she thought she could get by with stuff. And obviously (laughs) couldn't, you know, I mean, they gave her the world title in impact that tells you all the talent they thought she had to give a woman, (laughs) you know, right. You know, (laughs) uh, what like China is the only other woman I think that could have carried a world title. You know, like on you know, me may, maybe Charlotte now. I mean, Charlotte I think can go with the guys if they really gave her the chance. Um, but yeah. you know, we'll we'll never see that, so it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think China yeah. should have been somebody. Who, now she did get, get the IC title, and that was that was definitely groundbreaking. I mean, who would have ever thought a woman would get the IC title? So um, China was once in a generation talent right there. Uh, yeah. So yeah.
1: Uh, what do you think of the uh Kevin Owens putting out the coordinates to Mount Rushmore? Oh,
0: which is what, and that's so, another elite thing because he, right, Adam Cole, and the young bucks were Mount Rushmore. Uh, well, it's him, Sami Zayn is up at the end of the year. I mean, is it going to be surprised if they leave?
1: Absolutely not. And if I were no. him, I would too.
0: Now, the only thing is if they're comfortable with where they're at maybe they want to just keep making keep you know like just make money and be used where you need to be you know maybe they don't maybe they feel like they've done enough wrestling wise now you can ride you know you could still do wrestling but you don't want to maybe it doesn't want to be their career i don't know i'm i'm probably not making it as clear maybe they just want to be set for their family you know especially kevin owens like now, I wouldn't be surprised if they are going to offer the same money and maybe AEW offers some limited dates, and that helps out Kevin Owens, and that could be – maybe he could get the same deal like Brian Danielson, you know, where you're able to maybe take time off and whatnot. So, yeah, but Sammy – and then Sammy Zayn, I don't know if he has any <laughs> – I don't think he has any kids or anything. So, like, what does he really want to do next? I think when his contract's up, you know. So, it's going to be, you know, when – Nakamura, that's the name that everybody always brings up. Like, should he run off, (laughs) you know, go back, you know, go back to New Japan or maybe join up with AEW so you could do some New Japan stuff? I mean, it sounds like he's relocated here. So I don't imagine him moving back there. But, you know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, we heard all that talk about that. Like, Sami Zayn's is the end of this year. And then Kevin Owens is early, like January or February next year. And then again, do they maybe sign a short term to get him through WrestleMania, you know, just to kind of keep him there? You know, I don't know. It's good. I think those are the two names, though, that will be, you know, very um, – we'll have to see <laughs> when the, when that time comes. And, you know, I'm sure AEW will squeeze him in. <laughs> You're squeezing in as many – you know, when will too much be too much for AEW as well? Like somebody like Hangman Adam Page, does he start thinking, you know, now that I kind of built my name up, you know, or somebody brought up Wardlow, like could he be one of the first guys to jump AEW to WWE? Because look at Wardlow, you don't think WWE is drooling over him? Oh yeah. Our now somebody brought up Brian Cage as well. Brian Cage though, he still has no charisma. He's going to need a mouthpiece, I think, or need something. Like, he's like a right back, but he could work in the ring really well. You know, like, I mean, because I don't know if you saw, his wife said he's being misused right now in AEW. Uh, uh-huh. And that's the thing. Like, are you going to start seeing these, you know, kind of second-tier guys for AEW? Or even some of the, you know, maybe Sammy Guevara, And, you know, MJF's always going to be an asshole. So who knows what – who knows what – if his tweeting will be real. You know, like – but, you know, these – you know, like I I think Adam Page is really the name to watch for maybe making a jump from AEW to WWE because I still want to know who will be that first guy or girl to do that switch because you feel like it's got to come. Now, it just – I guess it depends on what WWE – you know, are they sticking to their guns though about something like, you know, we want younger guys. We want girls like in this vein, we want people we can mold. So maybe they won't take anybody from AW because they'll have a certain mindset, you know, built in and maybe they think they can't mold that. So, you know, it's going to be it the next, you know, year or so is going to be really interesting to see because do you think anybody's going to make that jump, Greg, that, a W two WWE if the time comes to call for that, yeah,
1: absolutely. And two things uh, I base that on. Number one is that I'm sure that there's still a lot of guys and girls in the AEW system that still see WWE as being the pinnacle, the end uh, goal. No pun intended. Yeah. So um, you know they're going to want to go and. And live that life. I mean, it's it's similar to, um, you know, being in AAA baseball and then getting called up to the minor leagues. Not saying that uh, AEW is AAA, but it's still seen as one level lower than WWE. Um, You know, the pro wrestling versus sports entertainment aspect aside, um, you know, the biggest role of them all is still WrestleMania. It's not all out, all in, double or nothing, whatever. Uh, WWE is, and WrestleMania is still the show of shows. So there's still going to be some people who haven't had their WrestleMania moment that want it. Uh, number two, as AEW gets exponentially bigger, which it will, um, the signings are going to, to only fuel the fervor of people on the indies and in WWE who want a piece of that. Um, And as it gets bigger, the ratings get bigger, and WWE eventually sees that these guys are not going away. This is actual competition on or above the Monday Night Wars level. Then posting some of the talent from the other guys is going to become more reasonable. Uh, I think mean, right now they just kind of look over there and kind of blow it off, but you can't blow off the numbers. You can't blow off the ratings. You can't blow off the fact that their show is outproducing yours. So whether you think it's secondary or not, when those numbers come back and you see that their show is killing yours right now, then they're going to have to sit up and take notice. And once they do, um, how did they kill ECW? How did they kill WCW? How did they kill all the territories? by taking their talent. So, they're going to start throwing money eventually at the AEW guys and girls and eventually some of them are going to go. So, whether that takes a year, year and a half, 2 years, it will happen because AEW is on a rocket uh yeah. added up right now and once it gets a distance past WWE to where they have, have to notice, then that's where you're going to see, you know, them start throwing money at those uh, be to kind of level the playing field and some of those performers are going to go.
0: And then it cycles back to the, are they just signing guys and girls just to hoard? <laughs> you know, like how we had, we thought before. So it's going to be, you know, that's going to be the interesting part. Like what will they do with those names if they end up, you know, like I said, I mean, they, you know, Vince is probably drooling over Wardlow because I think Wardlow still, under 30 as well, like, or maybe at 30, you know, like he's still, he still seems like a young guy. So maybe he is somebody that they can mold to the WWE style. And, you know, who knows what these contracts are. I mean, I think we're coming up on two years of dynamite though. So you got to imagine contracts are probably three to four years, you know, maybe, maybe short term for, you know, maybe two or three years for shorter, you know, mid-level guys. So you do wonder next year, you know, could that be, jumping back and forth and it all goes back to our original point greg if we could just get some cohesion you know one or two super shows between all these promotions then it doesn't (laughs) you know and then it doesn't necessarily need you know guys don't need a necessary jump or girls don't you know if you can maybe perform on that show like you said a wrestlemania or like a double or nothing type big event you know or all out is now becoming the big event seems like for AEW, but some, you know, you know, some sort of gimmick in I guess that's a downfall. How gimmicky would it feel? Probably pretty gimmicky, but at the same time, I think we all want to like everything. You know, I I think people are starting to realize we can like both shows and you know, be critical of both shows and be happy for both shows and you know, want to try to watch all the wrestling we can because like we said, it's on five nights a week if you really yeah. If you really think about, you know, when you really comes down to it, you know, and, you know, can't we all just get along? I guess is what we're saying, but uh, <laughs> exactly. I think we need to take a quick commercial break because I did not realize we would talk that much about <laughs> all that beginning. So let's pay some bills and then we will get into tag team turmoil which was pretty much the uh, Monday Night Raw episode that just happened Monday night. So let's get some elite performance. Uh, I think they need the guys from the elite somehow doing their brand because that would be good dual branding for them. So uh, go get elite with elite performance. And we are back. So, Greg, I think we'll kind of hit Monday Night Raw with all the tag team stuff. I don't think we need to break down every tag team match. But we'll look at big picture. So, you had RK Bro out there, you know, kind of at the beginning of the show. Lashley, MVP, interrupt them. And say they're throwing themselves into tag team turmoil, which was just going to start that night. So, we had New Day kind of dominating, you know, dominating, getting fluky wins. Uh, they beat Viking Raiders, they beat Jinder Mahal and Veer, they beat Lucha House Party. They did defeat Mason T Bar. Mason T Bar finally decided to do something and you know wreck the whole match. So I'm gonna assume we're getting New Day, Mason T-Bar because of all that. And then <laughs> they're like, well, we can't re- we have to reset the tag team turmoil match for later in the night. So then we revisit it back in the night. And then we saw New Day get defeated by, or no, they defeated Mustafa Ali, Mansour, and then they lost to AJ Styles and Omos. Omos. And then Lashley and MVP win, ultimately. So takeaways were MVP and Lashley will now get a tag team title shot against RK Bro. I would assume that's at Extreme Rules. But we still have Randy Orton getting a wwe title match against bobby lashley this monday night which will probably end at some shenanigans so we're gonna have a lot of um you know i'm going to said orton and lashley are going to double dip at extreme rules and you know we kind of saw maybe new day Mesa T t-bar will feud really nothing else you know became of the tag team stuff but Craig, we brought it up earlier AEW showed tag team wrestling for one match wwe's like well we'll just try to put all of our tag teams and see what happened you know kind of let them all because i mean that was what two thirds of the night i mean it was it was pretty much most of the evening was that tag team turmoil stuff so have at it get let me know your own thoughts on all the happenings of tag team turmoil and ultimately what do you think with rk bro lashley MVP? You know, intersecting the tag team titles and the WWE title. Does it kind of cheapen it? Does it help anything? Does it help maybe tag team more? So, uh, have at it, Greg. I gave my thoughts now to your your side of the floor.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, they went a long way to tell a short story. Uh, The the theme, they want to find the next contenders for RK Bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's have a six team tournament, uh, gauntlet style. And I wouldn't be against it because, uh, like we already said, we love tag team wrestling. Mm -hmm. But when WWE does these type of uh, gauntlet tournaments, they always just end up being clunky and anything but a real tag team match. You know, a handful of high spots and finish, and there's not any... Meat on the bone. Um, You know, they're not telling a great story in the ring. They're not playing psychologically. They're not trying to get the uh, fans absorbed into what they're doing because there's five more teams waiting in the back to come out. Um, So, you know, the New Day and the Viking Raiders should be an epic match. But it wasn't. It was over less than 10 minutes and you didn't know anything more about these teams, then you already knew, um, you know, it could have been a lot better given, you know, how good both teams were. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the disappointing part of it for me is that, uh, you know, all that talent, you know, kind of goes wasted just to, you know, push the storyline, stick with time constraints and, um, you know, just with the, Purpose of you know getting these you know guys on TV and getting there you know seven minutes in and then getting out of there um, it's not helping the performers at all. which bumps me out. Um, once you get to the end, you know that's you know what they've been trying to do the whole time um, with the new day getting it by the team that uh, is their closest competition with AJ and Almost, and then lastly MVP trying to, you know, cut the line and get the next uh, title shot. Um, We haven't seen that for the title yet, and it's a way to have AJ and Almost involved and explain why they're not getting the next shot when you could have went a whole different route and told the same story, but you've eaten up an hour and a half of Actual time to, you know, tell a story he could have told in one segment. So it was, you know, kind of wasted on me. I I get the ending and the ending was fine with, um, you know, setting up Randy and Lashley with setting up the eventual uh, title match with uh, MVP and Lashley. Uh, against RK Bro, so, and this puts uh, AJ and almost to to the side for a moment. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if they found a way to get involved somehow, because um, in their minds, it's still their cha- their championships. Yeah. So
0: it just know, it, to is get what it is what it to work back.
1: Oh God! Yeah.
0: I mean that's. You know, and that's what's kind of, you know, should we have thrown a different tag team to go after? I mean, if you're only going to do it for Extreme Rules, should we given, like, Mansoor and Ali a fluky win? Or should we have given, you know, Mason T-Bar some win to give them relevance? Or, or is it just because of storyline we needed to do Bobby Lashley and MVP?
1: Yeah, it would have been better to give a young team, you know, that exposure, that that opportunity, but you know, they're sticking storyline only, yeah, and trying to do this Lashley MVP uh double champ business. So,
0: um, you know, and it's, it's and Orton which,
1: gone to that well, but
0: yeah, and Lashley and Orton, I think they wrestled like an ECW. <laughs> so, I think Orton was like on Raw, and then Lashley was ECW, and they just had a super show or so, you know, some one of those weird fluky things that they were doing so you know we'll see how lashley and orton match up like we said i think this monday night they're shenanigans you know mvp gets evolved riddle gets involved are you okay with lashley and orton getting the double dip probably at extreme rules
1: Um, i think it's fine given the performers involved what i think would be a better idea though is winner take all yeah RK Row uh, lastly lastly and MVP, the heavyweight championship on the line against the tag team championships. Yeah. And winner takes off. So the only problem is which one of RK Row gets the title if, uh, if they get the pin. So, um, but something along those lines that, you know, you can avoid having a, a, um,
0: like two matches. Two matches
1: in one night by doing a winner take all type of setup because uh, it plays more into, you know, it being the extreme type of match, would it being in um, an unusual situation, but it would keep everybody, you know, highly involved and you would be on your seat waiting to see what it would happen.
0: And then again, you could still have, unfortunately, um bill come in and wreck it all if you don't know if you want your because you feel like what how can you get a clean finish out of that because you don't you're not i don't think you're taking tag team titles off to put them on lashley and mvp unless you're just going to lose them the next day you know like top deal you're not putting the title on orton because we already had the lashley and gold now granted, goldbrook said he's not worried about the title so that, you know, maybe? <laughs> like, I don't you know. But, um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on kind of all that tag team business or we can catch up on some of the other matches that happened, Greg?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad Goldberg came out and said that, you know, he doesn't, he's not interested in going at the title anymore. So at least it's that, and, you know, that would be a good excuse to put him on extreme rules where he can swing chairs and just be disruptive and not have to worry about. You know, getting a win. So I hope that's what's happening, and we can end Goldberg's run. Well, we're getting Goldberg
0: and Lashley at Crown Jewel. I think we can see that from, <laughs> and you know, then we'll get Roman and we'll get Roman and Brock at Crown Jewel. I think that's because it's in October, so it just makes sense. You're just doing, you know, Orton for the filler to get to, you know, um, last. You know, I I just so so Greg right now. This is just kind of an off the cuff question. Who would you put to beat Lashley? (laughs) Because I I can't, like, I keep going back to Big E because, you know, of the New Day factor that plays a part. But anybody currently on Raw, I don't know if there is anybody that, like, I'd want beating Lashley at this point or it makes sense to beat Lashley.
1: Yeah. Um, the problem is they've they put him against everybody so far, and they, he's pretty much cleaned up we the almost, division.
0: We almost need the um, draft to, like, happen just so you could switch right. guys
1: up. Yeah. Um, that would make more sense because, you know, the guys that I would pick are guys he's bitten already. Um, yeah. You know, Riddle wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Riddle's super hot, so yeah. – um, You know, it it would make sense that he'd be the guy that could beat him. Um, You know, Randy makes sense, but is he going to win? I I can see it, but, you know, we've seen this movie before
0: with these two. And I almost Um, bring up AJ because I feel like AJ needs one more run, you know, just as a world champion. But AJ's, you know, he's still an older guy. Like, I, I, you know... Uh, it's interesting to kind of think about like the draft happened in October. I think it's going to be much needed. Like you said, the split up and I bring this up as well. Cause I want to get into Sheamus against drew. If any guy needs to get switched, it's Drew McIntyre. Like I love drew to death. He's done so much on raw, but the time has come. He needs to go to SmackDown, you know, mix it up with Finn, mix it up with Shinsuke, you know, mix it up with Roman I mean, there's plenty of guys, you know, maybe Happy Corbin. He revisits that, um, you know, what? it just Drew's the guy like right now. It feels like the number two pick for SmackDown should be Drew, you know, because obviously you're going to pick a Roman one if they go that, you know, if they do that whole route or if they just yeah. say we're drafting, you know, maybe they say champions. See, I always like the idea of champions stay on their brand. You know, if, yeah. you know, you, you know, then that way champions aren't involved in the draft. Cause then you draft the other guys, but, and girls. Um, so Seamus beat drew and now he gets <laughs> the U um, S title match against priest, but we kept thinking McIntyre should get that shot as a fresh, you know, so any thoughts on Seamus getting the shot instead of drew?
1: um uh, i'll kind of uh, wait and see on on that because they've they've kind of defined down true for for the short term you know he's been you know busy putting other guys over and uh even though sheamus has lost his title he's still uh, um one of the top heels in the company so he's kept his high profile spot and, it, and it's deservedly so his his promos have been fire. his ring work has been fire, um and you just love the character he's playing right now um i think that's coming across um you know behind the scenes uh you know and he's look at the the minute by minutes and all that stuff that have to do with you know who's actually other people watching when they're watching the show Um, so I get it with Seamus because he's been that good. And I think he's been more entertaining, more, um, true to his character than than Drew has been. As odd as that might sound. Um, Drew's had to do too many, you know, kind of metamorphosis from after he lost his title, um, and you know transitioning down to you know kind of a mid card spot and doing the storyteller drew and now he's doing yeah. the sword carrying drew and um he's just you know kind of whittling between um ideas but seamus has stayed true and he's been consistent and he's been um, you know one of the reasons to watch raw um, I'm more interested in seeing the Sheamus segment than I am seeing the Drew segment. And I love Drew. I've been watching Drew since TNA. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Drew fan, but Sheamus has been more fun to watch.
0: Uh, we also had Nikki and Rhea beat Natalia Natamina. Oh, man. Like, Tegan and Knox just give them the tag team titles. Like, just put all these women in there and just move on because... Natty and Tamina need to lose the titles. Nikki and Rhea do not need to win the titles, but it's starting to look that they will. Hopefully, they at least go cross brands. Maybe that, maybe that's more of the idea. They want to try to use them, you know, on SmackDown and Raw. But um, yeah, I eh, I got nothing to say about this. Greg, <laughs> Nikki and Rhea won. <laughs>
1: Well, I wouldn't know how many times do first Tegan and Shotzi have to beat Natalie Tamina to actually get the titles. All the times, um, <laughs> Apparently. Um, secondly, you know, really getting tired of the whole odd couple pairing. Uh, I know it's paid off with Randy and Riddle, but to do it over and over and over. Uh, look at NXT with EO and Zoe and then Zoe, look yep. over it. Uh, um them doing nikki and Rhea, and then look over and doing that or um, Shida and naya they're just loving the whole odd couple i don't like you but we'll be partners anyway um you know they're going to the well way too many times with it and it sucks um you know it's not it's not working but they keep poking you with that stick and they go you're gonna like this you're gonna like this
0: and um, you know you can only find lightning once sometimes in a bottle <laughs> exactly you know, and, and orton and riddle worked because it was so different you know it it, it, it felt like it, fe- it feeds off each other um ria nikki really uh, it doesn't feed off each other well that's why i'm like tegan no. and shotzi just give them the tag team tiles, let them work um across the grants so, Greg, here is the WWE's official recap of Karrion Cross defeated John Morrison, And you might as well <laughs> it, it, just don't blink because it literally says, after the dangerous Karrion Cross appeared on Moist TV, he defeated Johnny Drip-Drip with Crossjacket. That, that is literally what it's like. All these other recaps are like, you know, a couple sentences, a few sentences like a paragraph. It literally says one sentence for that segment. And Mick Foley, I don't know if you heard about him, Greg. Uh, he went off on that. And he 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 decided, you know, it's Mick Foley. Like They said he has heat with WWE. Does he care at this point? I mean, if they no. still call him to be St. Mick, he's going to show up. If they still want him to put over Hell in a Cell, TLC, whatever, he's going to show up and do it. And, you know, maybe they might make him look dumb, but, you know, whatever. So, and then he doubled down because he put when Karrion Cross and John Morrison were fighting an impact and put it on pretty solid matches. So, you know, Mick Foley is in effort mode at this point, and good for him. I mean, what what does he have to lose? He's a Hall of Famer. He's you know he's done his time. He's come back for segments. He's you know he gave John Moxley the blessing. He gave Bray Wyatt the blessing for a mandible call. You know, I mean, what more? You know, he's done his time. Like what 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 you know if they burn the bridge, he could just, you know, go to AW. <laughs> I mean, you know, you yep. don't think you don't think they'll open the they'll drop the toll bridge for him, you know, like you know, they will back up the brink truck for him. So um at least I will give one small positive to Karrion Cross. He did not get distracted by the drip stick. He said, F it. I'm just going <laughs> to kill you anyway. Every other person has, you know, even somebody like Drew has to give it a little bit of selling point. At least they let Carrion not sell it at all and just be like, really? It's water. Like, you know, come on. Other than that, you know, he beats him with the cross jacket and we move on. And Charlotte defeated Nia Jax. I think we're finally, Greg, getting Nia and Shayna split up which is thank the heavens thank whoever we need to to thank and alexa decided that she wants the playground match so maybe we'll get a little you know playground style match for charlotte and alexa at extreme i mean it is extreme rules so we need some gimmicky stuff for it and i know you know you might not like it greg but hey we need some sort of different gimmicky style match for it and you know, we've gone to the stairs match, so why not go to the playground match? And I'm all for it. So uh, any thoughts on the whole Charlotte, Alexa stuff, and Nia Naya? Naya and Shayna stuff, Greg? Yeah, uh,
1: you can see I've been wishing for Nia and Shayna to break up for a long time. And it's finally happening. And it's looked like it's finally happening for a long time. But with, uh, you know, Shayna participating directly in this Nia's losses, you know, now it's finally happening. Mm-hmm. We can finally be happy about it. Um, the bar is really high with the the funhouse matches after yeah. John Cena and Bray Wyatt, which is probably one of my favorite matches of the last few years. That match was amazing. It wasn't even a match. It was just a piece of cinema gold. Pieces, yeah. Um, it was like a movie. <laughs> you're right. So if if Alexa and Charlotte do something like that, I will be over the moon because the possibilities that they have with that are endless. Um, We all know it's not going to be a straight-up wrestling match, even though, you know, other iterations of Alexa Bliss could hang with Charlotte. Um, But, like I said, it does need to have some type of, you know, gimmicky match on the card, and this is the perfect spot for it.
0: so, I'm interested in seeing what will happen with it. And Reggie retained his title. All right, moving on to NXT, because that's all we need to say about Reggie in the 24 7 title, Greg. <laughs> and that's why I'm not, I'm not even going to give you the time to talk about it because we don't need to. <laughs> um, we went to NXT. We had some stuff happen here. Kaylee Ray defeated Ember Moon. We had Santos Escobar defeated Carmelo Hayes. Uh, how about the Creed Brothers? Uh, that was an interesting kind of look for the diamond mine, Craig. Um, two brothers looking really in sync and just hosses. You know, we you know, we don't see many hosses. and not not like fat hosses, like you know, cut hoss wrestling. So I think diamond mine might actually have a chance to do something now. Now that you you know, and I kept talking that it had to be a four person team. I still think they have the coach aspect for Suzuki, or I forget what they called him. Um, I forgot what they called his name, but um, you know the the Creed brothers look like some something kind of cool and different for the Diamond Mind to do. Greg, what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, I, it was it started out perfect. You know, Malcolm Bivens being the mouthpiece for the group, um, you know, gave us their you know bill of goods as far as what they do, how good they are, what their credentials are, and it got you interested. Uh, um, Especially on the heels of um, SummerSlam and them having uh, Gable Stevenson and the um, I forgot the the female's
0: name that the women's race won the gold medal also and we can say uh, Gable Stevenson or C- is it Stevenson or Stevenson? Either way, Steve he's officially- without the end, Stevenson. Okay, okay, and he's officially signed to WWE. He will finish his senior year, but he'll be able to do some stuff on TV. I mean, thankfully, because of the name and image likeness. If that if they don't have that, they probably have to wait till he graduates and then sign him. But uh, he'll be official. Uh, they said peer, appearing possibly on TV. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. You know, I don't know if he could do – t- <laughs> I don't feel like he's a talk show guy, you know, like um, Eli, yeah. or, um, uh, Eli Drake, I started to say. See, now you got me calling him uh, <laughs> L.A. Knight. Or the Miz, or more, you know, Kevin Owens. Like, maybe they can have him in those segments to kind of build him up along the way. Um, you know, yeah. some people joked if this is WWE, you know, two thousand three, you strap the rocket to him and <laughs> he's probably your world champion within six months. But I kind of feel like they'll yeah. do the slow burn with him and really let let fans get a hold of him. You know, make. I mean, he's gonna have to work to WWE style as well. He's a real yeah. wrestler, you know, coming, you know, coming into their, you know, aura. Um, you know, Ronda Rousey did it. Kurt Angle did it. Brock Lesnar did it. So it, it'll be interesting. Gable, you know, and Chad Gable, that might be somebody to put him with to kind of give him that mouthpiece. Because I don't, you know, yeah, I don't know if he's got promos or not. We'll see. but Right. Um, yeah,
1: he's, he's going to be. I'm uh, great once he, once he gets this opportunity. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, he can, oh, real quick. Do you he think just, he
0: goes to NXT first, or do they, you think they tried to maybe put him on Raw or SmackDown right away?
1: Well, considering the fact that they want NXT to be that developmental arm of the brand, I can definitely see him spending you know six months to a year down there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know getting in the ring with the more experienced talents and you know start putting those first punches on his bump card um so he's more polished once he gets to uh, the main roster and he's more um it, it would it would be you know a good, a good spot for him to you know just start cutting his teeth and learning the yeah. wwe weight it's like you said and you know while it's still a kind of a college atmosphere in nxt as opposed to the main roster so um i definitely could see a a year-long run in nxt just kind of working his way up and then maybe going off after a year and joining the main roster
0: and you could Um, take credit like wwe could take credit if he hits it big on the main roster they could be like oh see our developmental works. <laughs> so you wonder if he'll be like the first <laughs> name of this new aura for NXT. You know, this Tuesday, Greg, we have the new look. I still think, you know, it's going to be the same old NXT. You know, maybe we might see newer faces down the road. Other than cosmetically, I kind of feel like it's going to be the same because they're saying now Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon are just big picture. They're not day to day. So, you know, um, maybe that's why Triple H had the cardiac event over the week. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm here he's doing York better, that, but anyways, <laughs> he's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, that's not too soon of a joke, right? I mean, maybe. <laughs> anyways, but, um, you know, I, I, I still feel like now if NXT keeps – now the ratings, it doesn't seem like people – viewers are picking up. Now if that keeps going downhill – could Vince be like, okay, I'm flying my jet down to, to um, wherever we're shooting now? Because I think their full sale deal is up soon. And having a warrant, sure. But until I see Vince McMahon in the building <laughs> at NXT, I still think it's going to be day-to-day looking the same, other than cosmetically. And I I agree that they need a brighter look. I know some people like the And I, the black and gold is fine, but that – CWC is pretty damn dark, <laughs> you know, for especially like cosmetically. So, you know, it spicing it up, giving it a new look. I always thought like the MTV type logo look, you know, Nickelodeon orange blot, which I love. So I'm like, you know, let's have it. You know, let's give it a a fresh coat of paint, as it were. So,
1: uh, yeah, I'm hearing <laughs> different things. Um, I'm hearing that, um, you know, Vincent Mann and Bruce Pritzel pretty much taking Triple H out of power. Yeah. Um, And they're taking over operation of NXT. Uh, I am not a fan of that. I hope that's not true, but I believe it. Uh, Just from the places I've heard that from are, you know, insiders, people who know these things. Mm And if that's true, and AAA has been essentially, you know, emasculated by Vince and Bruce Richard to overhaul NXT and change the formula to be in just a developmental uh, system, and this would be a part of what they do. They would change the look, they would change the MO, they would change the talent, and... Um there's been reports coming out that you know there's some W or NXT guys that are gonna be getting the accent guys that we know about that we see every week. Um and that screams of you know Vince McMahon's um fingerprints. So I'm gonna be watching this next next uh, episode and very interested to see how it looks. Uh I'm not a fan of the uh The logo change and the I get what they're doing by trying to make it more cultural is the wrong word, but uh, more hip maybe and um, you know kind of done homie, but it's you know there was in my mind there's nothing wrong with it to begin with. I, I get I definitely want the Capital Regis League Center to be gone. I don't like it. Um, I'm like you. I think it's too dark. Uh, you you want to be able to see the crowd in the pictures. Um, watching the first time I watched NXT and they were broadcasting for full sale, you know, not knowing any of the talents, not knowing anything about them, uh, that crowd is what brought you in. That crowd was a very knowledgeable crowd. They knew everything about everybody. And they pulled you in like you were sitting in the audience with them. And that's what fueled my love for NXT was how involved they were, how alive they were. And you know, they weren't full sales not a big building either. But yeah. it was a brighter building. You could see the people, you could see how involved they were in it, how the performers were uh, bouncing off of them and vice versa. And it was just a great atmosphere. And it was an atmosphere that wasn't like the main roster. So um, I hope in part of this reshuffle is that, you know, to get out of the CWC and, you know, even renew the full sale deal because, you know, their best moments were in full sale. Um, And if they don't do full sale, something similar to it. But at least lighten it up, add some seats, and let us see the crowd reaction. The let people. us see the yeah. crowd people, not just a big wall of uh glass little, and chain yeah. link.
0: And um, just see masks. I, I a, <laughs> like if you have a bright right. mask, you can just see, but well, I wonder too, like, and I liked now I did like when their title matches had that spotlight on it. I kind of you know that feel. And that's fine. If you want like if you have a big fight feel and you darken it to for that match. That yeah. makes sense, but yeah. like you said, the whole night <laughs> it's just like you're almost squinting to see, you know, guys and girl, you know what's going on. And full sale was good with spotlights and you know flash, you know the the lights and cameras angles and all that. So we'll see, you know. Like I said, I I'll it's hard. It's gonna be hard to judge it off this first show, I think as well. Now, if we see those names that start getting cut, and that would feed into the idea that they want younger guys. You know, if you cut, I mean, that's the thing, too. Who are you going to cut, though? Because you feel like you just signed L.A. Knight. And I, I got to believe he's, what, 30s? Maybe early 30s. Yeah. Maybe, you know, um, Samoa Joe, <laughs> your current champion, is pushing, you know, 40. So you're not going to cut him. You know, Gargano, he's mid-30s. But the way is pretty popular, even without Austin Theory, which – who knows what he, <laughs> what is he still up to? You talk about the milk carton, you know, deck, you know, yep. Dexter Loomis. <laughs> you just signed him. So I'll be interested to see what names, you know, cause we still go back Bronson Reed being that guy. Yes. They should have had not have cut him, you know, other than some of those other names from the last NXT cut, you know, Bobby fish. Okay. You know, did he deserve better? Probably. But you know, um, Jake Atlas, I think, was another name, and we'll see what he's going to do. Uh, but there weren't any, you know, names that were like, oh, God, you know, other than Bronson Reed. So um, some other things, Greg, NXT-wise, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark kept the titles. I was kind of surprised with that, especially since people have brought up Kaden and Casey. kind of have this youthful feel to them. They are, I mean, they're younger as well. Why would you not make the switch? if you're trying to usher in a new era, and that's why I'm like, well, maybe things won't be that different because you're keeping the titles on them. It would have made sense. If you're starting a new era, why not usher in Caden and Casey as your new women's tag team champions? So what'd you think Greg about uh, EO and Zoe picking up the win there?
1: Um, It was expected. Um, Again, hitting the odd couple thing that they're doing uh, I would have rather. I was expecting watching the match to see one of those, uh, you know, they going to make a drastic mistake by hitting the other, and yeah. Casey and Caden get the win that way. And that way, that's their impetus to, you know, screw you and the team is broken up. Um, you know, we've seen it once, we've seen it a thousand times in WWE. I was. It almost happened. Looked like it was it was about to happen. They teased it for a second and it didn't happen. Um, so um, I expected Eo and Zoe to win, but I really wanted Casey and Kaden win because they you know, feel more like a real tag team, you know, and we're mm-hmm. sick of the whole odd couple, you know, yeah. partners don't like each other kind of thing. It's it's tired, it's old. And, you know, we need to be done with it. So, kind of, man, I think their their title reign is not going to last long, thankfully. Uh, maybe in this new batch do we of think prospects in bringing. Can,
0: Do we think KC and K to get the titles down the road? I mean, I feel like if you're not going to put on them then, it it's probably not even going to happen down the road, right? Yeah,
1: I doubt it's going to happen for them. Um Possibly for you know the team that jumped them uh after the match. Yeah. Um they need the to be a main, little more savage, a little more uh yeah. win at all costs. Mandy so, Rose with her, with her new them.
0: um Seamus mask or her Trish stratus nice. mask.
1: <laughs> exactly. Apparently there's only uh,
0: black face masks are the only mask in that they could get now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. well, I manage to at least make it gold or something. To,
0: yes, you know, gold, gold, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe she'll put some be bejew- to be it next week. Um, you know, but right, put some roses on there. Uh, how about Mei Ying? Anything? I got nothing for her, Greg. I, I don't know what. Yeah, Lee. Uh, I guess her and you know Austin Theer are just hanging out somewhere. In the ether, <laughs> they're just in limbo <laughs> somewhere because we haven't seen Zia Lee on TV, uh, we haven't seen Austin Theory, so yeah. Um, and then There's, before, go ahead.
1: The, the, the list of milk cartons is, is getting bigger. Uh, I did get off topic of with the uh, with the, the Creed brothers. I love the Creed brothers too. Is yeah, after seeing their build up and their, their credentials and everything. Uh, their match was pretty awesome. Um, I enjoyed yeah. it, and you know I want to see more of those guys. So um, I, I never did answer that question. So uh, more Creed oh, Brothers, yeah. you know, and but uh, yeah, I
0: wanted to put that in real quick. Oh, and then let's uh, before we get to the last match, <laughs> we had the bachelor party <laughs> and the bachelorette party with the most random collection of wrestlers you could throw in both parties uh, what was I think somebody mentioned they didn't even know Indy Hartwell had friends or something like that I think was that <laughs> Candace who said it or somebody who yeah. said it there was a nice little touch that Candace had water and you know all the other ladies had wine so at least they right. played that realistic you know playing that realistic aspect up and then of course you know we had that the spy gear for the laser tag. Game where Loomis is just hey if you ever need a laser tag guy just ask next <laughs> Loomis because he'll he'll win it for you. Uh, then yeah, of okay. course we got the high the high five at the end, which we all thought you know should happen. And uh, I don't know what what is going to happen at the wedding. Who is going to wreck the wedding, Greg?
1: <laughs> is I it going to be Loomis? Question.
0: I feel like Loomis is going to just wreck it on his own. Like he's gonna realize, like <laughs> I, I think he talks for one thing, and I wonder if they just have him, like you know, finally turn on all of it and become the still become the killer that he, you know, the the weirdo that he is. So I guess that's my prediction. Is I think he does talk. Maybe he's like you know, in um. Did you ever see the little rascals when the one little kid they thought could never talk? Then he's like, I always have had a very extensive vocabulary, and he goes off <laughs> at the end like talking all these words. Uh, but you know, I think like Loomis will say stuff. Uh, you know, and that's going to be the the turn because something's going to happen, unless they play it up straight. And you know, maybe they just have them get married, and we finally get the dumb wedding crash troop done and over with because you know. We all expect it's like contract signings. Like, we're all just waiting on that moment. So, what is your official yeah. prediction, Greg, for the wedding of Index?
1: Well, um, first of all, my, my my first question is, who in the world invited the zombie referee? Um,
0: That's a nice callback, though, because they said <laughs> that was the Halloween Havoc. Remember, there was a zombie right. referee. So, that was kind of cool. Right. And Lucas was... Or was yeah? Loomis didn't he host all the yes. uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, the zombie referee was a nice touch, and then Odyssey Jones randomly, like yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I I don't know who who invited him, but that was a random. Well, somebody's got to carry the
1: groom if it gets too slosh.
0: <laughs> and of course, Cameron uh, Grimes had to pay for it because Johnny did not want to pay for it. So that was a nice little. You know, and then Drake Maverick, because Drake Maverick's everywhere. I mean, as we saw him, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot to bring him up on Monday night because he did (laughs) want to come back into the 24 title picture, 24-7 title picture. So, anyways, Drake Maverick is just their utility player. Like, they're like, hey, go out there. It's like main event. Go out there and play. You know, he just just shows up and does anything. So, yes, what was your other Um, uh, stuff about the bachelorette, bachelor party?
1: Well, uh, I thought it was great. Um, you know, the, the women's, the bachelorette party was kind of mad because they wouldn't need to get to the men's segment. Um yes. And the men's segment was just awesome. Uh, loved <laughs> all of it. Um, I'm still shaking my head every time I saw the zombie referee. But yes. um, it uh, was fun. the way he told the story and finally got Johnny to accept Uh, Louis and so I think the whole culmination right here with the wedding and everything is more centered around uh, Dexter Uh, I watched him on you know impact you know and Sam Shaw same thing big bug eyes never spoke a word now fast forward to now he's been on the brand for a couple years probably and never spoke a word. And I think this is the moment this, where uh, the, the preacher or whoever is gonna ask him if he accepts Cindy, and, and we're probably gonna actually hear him say a word. And and Does he say that's do? gonna be... <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's probably gonna break into a big smile and yell, I do. And it's probably he's gonna, you know, be a whole you know, new character change
0: um, kind of on the so Somebody can wreck the honeymoon, so. right? Uh, Are they just going to let this play off as a fairy tale and literally let it ride it? Well, and plus without Candace, like how much longer will she be on TV? Because she's starting to show a little bit now, Greg. So you wonder, you know, will she be sticking it up in Cleveland or wherever they live um, for the time being? Do you put somebody else in the wet way- Well, does also Theory show back up? Because he probably needs to be back down there with them.
1: Uh, well, first, I don't, I don't see anybody wrecking the wedding because I'm going through in my head of who could be the ones to do it. Uh, Johnny hasn't really poked the bear too much lately because mm-hmm. uh, it's been this has been his focus. So. Outside of maybe the
0: uh, La Nine
1: crew, and I think he's stuck in the the title ch- situation yeah. uh, with Joe. Um, he's transitioned out of there. I I can see more of one of the Pete Dunn crew, yeah. if it was anybody, because I think Johnny and, and Pete still have you know business take care of. But they're the only ones I can think of that would. You know, crash the party just just because they can.
0: Of course, um, we just splintered them up too, though. Remember, and that's why I, I was going to bring up at the end. Like, I was oh, really right, surprised right. we broke up like one of your strongest factions. Like, maybe they're like yeah. we're done with factions now because uh, we had Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn take out Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch after MSK retained their titles. I thought a pretty solid effort for MSK. I. There's still something missing for them for me. I don't know what it is. Like maybe I'm just not giving them the chance. Maybe I'm just sitting on my phone too much when their matches come on. But <laughs> something's just still. I don't know. It. I don't know. Something. Just something uh, not okay. there right for me. And you've kind of said the same thing, as well. So, and I mean, even the crowd has kind of booed them at times in the you know the CWC. So there's something. Yeah. Not like there's something lacking there, obviously. I don't know if it's whether we feel like they got pushed too quick or you know, just I don't know, just something's missing from them. Maybe they need a mouthpiece. You know, I I think both guys can talk, but it feels very forced, I think. So maybe they need somebody to bring that to you know, be that glue that holds what they're saying together. So, uh, but what do you think about Greg? The you know, now we got Rich Holland and Pete Dunn. Oney Lorcan and Danny Birch separated, which, like I said, was kind of weird because they just put them together in a way. Because Danny Birch just came back from injury, then you added Rich Holland. So yeah, I was kind of surprised they went that route.
1: Yeah. Um, to our last point, uh, the, the fairy tale happens without a without an issue. Sorry. Yes. Okay. And that ends with Loomis finally speaking out loud into a microphone. Um, and i was too surprised about the the dissolution of the uh pete dunn group with beating down uh Ori and danny or Owen and danny i've forgotten their uh, his name for a second mm-hmm. but um the theme though has been, you know after you know these beatdowns the victims aren't seen again so i wonder if birch and uh Lower company. Tony are in are about to get cut. That could um, be, yeah. You know, or do they get called the, up? That's true too. That, that could happen.
0: Like I feel like um, we need tag teams. So, and you know they're a pretty solid tag team. I mean, we always talk about yeah, raw and a real tag, tag team. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, but like, I think, but I think your point. I do wonder if that means they're on the cut the chopping block. Cause do yep. they really see much value in them? And I mean, yeah, with they how yeah, they had a tag team run, but other than that, I mean, is it any loss if they do get cut? And they'll probably just go to AW and be two point one or something. So, uh, so yeah. Any other thoughts on NXT? I think that's really all I had. I kind of bypassed the beginning, but I felt like there was bigger stuff happening throughout the night. So. You know, Escobar picking up a win over Carmelo's, like, that makes sense. But, you know, and we keep saying we need to see B-Fab and Electra because Electra was pretty solid in her power slamming, uh, you know, uh, yeah. the, the uh, Carmelo there. So, you know, we'll see. You am down how for that. that.
1: I want to see that happen. Um, and Kaylee Ray looked really fired good. at each other. Yeah. Yep.
0: And I thought Kaylee um, Ray no. looked solid as always because – She's just a solid in-ring worker. Uh, you, what about Ember Moon? Do you think she could be a name, Greg, that we could see? Oh, my God. I'm so dumb with Ember Moon. <laughs> I mean, and that's so number yes. one. Number so, one, yeah, she, she's on she, the chopping block.
1: Her, her, she's got to be. She comes out, no, wait, wait. Her, She comes out and her ring gear, she's got a tail on her jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. I, I, I get we're supposed to suspend our disbelief, but I can't take you seriously if you have a tail on <laughs> your jacket. There's no reason for that. Why? You're supposed to be like, I don't, a yeah, boy, I never on her warrior. Yes,
0: and you yeah, got a tail like...
1: on your jacket. No, and then she's got these, the, the pop tops on her, on her, yes. uh, They're like on her what's, yeah, yeah, what's, what's with the pop tops? I mean, you're, you're contradicting yourself so bad right now no Jeez, she's like's uh, gonna be wearing pop tops no it feels like a dungeon warrior is gonna be wearing it's gonna be wearing a tail I mean yeah. she's she's such a hot mess I, I can't take her seriously anymore so until she goes the complete revamp I'm I'm done with her she's dead to me
0: and uh I was gonna say it feels like a dungeon or dragon character that they're like here. Like you just threw it right, ra- like you you rolled the dice and just randomly threw stuff together for her to wear. Like it, it yeah. has no semblance. And just like she was that mystery person that we were supposed to get all excited for back, you know, we thought that was gonna be Samoa Joe back in the day, and it was Ember Moon. Right. Like, and
1: those vignettes were hot, and and they, uh, they set the stage, uh, and it was ready. And she and came the out, payoff and was, was not, <laughs> and she was wearing pop tops. Come on, man.
0: At least oh. her and Shotzi looked like they both, like they kind of were feeding off each other. And then that, that didn't happen. So yeah, I wonder if Ember Moon, that could be a name to kind of see you yeah. later. <laughs> go. Tatsy go to... went up and she didn't. Oh yeah. I mean, yes. And T, you know, and it, I still think it's surprising with Tegan just because you had something hot working with Candace, but then maybe they knew Candace was already pregnant or, you know, our, maybe, I don't, maybe, well, they she would have taken the bump, but anyways, you know, that kind of, you know, fell into place, so. Um, let's do another Pay the Bills segment. We'll get some Sean Nugent Realty Talk happening, then we'll get AW Dynamite, and we'll do SmackDown, live last night from uh, New York, Madison Square Garden, which just had a cool atmosphere to it all evening, I thought. Uh, especially on today, the 20th anniversary, Greg, of 9 11, which is so hard. There's been so much other stuff happening. Like it's starting to feel like, oh, yeah, 9 11 happened. Like I know we shouldn't forget it, but there's been a lot of stuff happening as well. So interesting 20 year anniversary. Uh, Zelina Vega, by the way, was at the, the spot to remember her dad. And she gave a little, you know, couple words about him. So cool for her to have that moment. You know, remember her dad, Michael Vega, I think, or Michael Trinidad, sorry. Um, to you know get that so but Realty Talk with Sean Nugent then we'll get into Dynamite and uh, more Adam Cole story time baby
1: (laughs) what is up everybody it's your boy Dan over at bwsports1.com and black and white sports And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you.
0: All right, so we'll get right into um, A.W. We started the night off with Malachi Black, defeating Dustin Rhodes. Um, Dustin must have got hit somewhere in that match because he was legit bleeding at some point. So uh, the last kick didn't look as well. I think he barely got him, it looked like. So um, Dustin with the – don't forget the Canadian Destroyer pulling out the boot, I think was kind of a cool callback. I think, Greg, we got, ultimately, we need to get back to Cody and Malachi Black. That's what it feels like. Because I don't think he brings out that boot. You know, granted, does play into Dustin Rhodes, but, you know, I think for Malachi Black to get to that next level or, you know, move on, we need to get back to him, you know, him and Cody Rhodes, even though you feel like Cody probably ultimately should come out of the top because of it. But uh, right now, you know, it Malachi Black is doing stuff, but you know, I think we need some conclusion with Cody Rhodes to tie it all together, and I'll be curious to see when that does happen. So, uh, any thoughts on Malachi Black and Dustin Rhodes for you, Greg? Uh, it was an okay match, um, and it
1: was the clunk, the end was kind of clunky. Yeah. Um, the only reason you could sell the the ending was because um, he did hit that turnbuckle that was exposed. Uh, right before he took the kick and i could see that's how his uh mouth ended up bleeding because yeah. all you have once you take the turnbuckle pad off is the, a big screw yeah and they they had a good shot of that said so, uh, a big screw with a bolt on it that stuck a few inches out of the uh the pad so he hit that um section pretty hard so i was wondering if he you know Caught the inside of his mouth or you know someplace that that caused him to bleed like that because that was legit blood coming out of his mouth So he took that bump right before um, Black kicked him and put him out So that's the only reason I could dismiss the finish of that match Uh, Because he definitely didn't hit him in the head. It was like he kicked him in the shoulder But you know he had just taken that bump off the the turnbuckle the exposed turnbuckle so it's definitely setting up the uh, rematch with Cody um, in a couple weeks now, um, from what they said. I think, and yes. um, we we'll probably get some. I don't know if it has to be a conclusion, but it has to at least be a continuation.
0: Of, Does Cody get his win back? Um,
1: the storyline.
0: Then um, we can do a third match. I feel like I feel like they need a set of three. It, it, it feels like that's what they do with a lot of this stuff anyway. So if Cody gets a win back, we could still do something at full gear for Malachi Black ultimately come out on top.
1: It's true. I mean, if, if Cody gets something like a, a little schoolboy, yes. um, you know, small package, you know, that Black can just rule out as a, a fluke, then you can have set the stage for something bigger and more dark you know, maybe a cage match or something like that. And, um, you know, it would be main
0: event worthy or pay-per-view worthy, rather. Yeah. Um, CM Punk talked. Uh, he he brought up, you know, what is next for CM Punk. And Taz <laughs> decided to talk and say, well, we know what's next for CM Punk. He wants all of Team Taz, Greg. That means Hook as well, which... Hook has even wrestled has I don't think Hook has wrestled any matches in AEW. Like I don't pay attention to Dark Evolution, but I feel like we would have heard about him. Yeah, I I think the money match is probably it's obviously Starks and Punk. I don't know how intrigued I am with Punk and Hobbs. So the fact that Punk is going after Team Taz, it makes sense when you consider what CM Punk wants to do. But is it going to Is a crowd going to be behind it as well? So what do you think, Greg, uh, this whole Team Taz stuff and CM Punk going after all the members of them?
1: Um, I'm fine with it. I think, um, you know, while he's polling the audience to see, you know, where he should go from here, um, that Taz wants that spotlight for his guys. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he says Punk had been calling his team out. When he hadn't spoken anything about him, but you know, this puts more spotlight on Starks and Hook and um, the rest of his team, and it puts Punk. I, I think he wants to take it slow and just not take the rocket ship to the top, which he could if he really wanted to, but mm-hmm. you know, this goes with his mission statement to work with. You know, the younger guys in the locker room to um, help raise them up, and That's true. you know, see if he can go with you know the young gohards, and you know, Team Taz, you know, you know, early thirties or less. You know, we look at guys like Ricky Starks, who's still in his twenties. Um, so you know, this is a moment for um, him to just kind of hang out on the mid card um in give his star power to um guys oh, on that him. level and help make them into bigger stars because they're gonna get some more shine just by being in the ring with him. So um uh, I get the point in, in doing that and not having him fight the elite or fight guys who are you know at the top and just um going with the the mid card guys because yeah. he's going to help raise into those higher levels too
0: and of course this built into will hobbs defeated dante martin i tell you what greg dante martin is the guy that we keep bringing up what two or three years he's going to be one of their top guys <laughs> top <Yeah>. flight <laughs> so um nothing i don't really have much to say on the match uh it, you know i thought it was just it was all to Kind of show off Dante here and there, but it's more to give Will Hobbs the win. So uh, I do mm-hmm. want to bring up, though, Greg, MJF, though, uh, talking his loss, mm-hmm. you know, going after <laughs> Brian Pillman's aunt, who, uh, you know, kind of raised him, Brian Pillman Jr. I thought was interesting where MJF told Wardlow to go back in the corner, though, you know, we, we've seen a little bit here and there. Are we finally starting to see the now the slow burn? You know, now we're lighting the match to let it go. That's going to end Wardlow and MJF. But then again, here's the second part of that. What happens to the pinnacle? Because FTR will be far. The revival will be fine. Or yeah, the revival. I'm all mixed up with Uh, their names, whatever their names this week, but they'll be fine. But our boy Sean Spears, Greg, will not be fine because he needs anything he can get. And if the pinnacle's done, I don't know what else we could do with him because that felt like the last <laughs> lifeboat to try to get him something. Now, granted, they'll probably still cheap trying to push him in things, but you know, something's not clicking for him at all. So, but the Wardlow MJF stuff is interesting because I think that's going to be the where we're going to watch things go. You know, if Wardlow maybe accidentally costs his MJF, then it's it's boom. You know, it's starting to get, you know, it's off and running. But And cool for Brian Pillman Jr. to get a segment in his hometown in front of his, you know, uh, sister who's pregnant. Uh, she had her baby the next couple of days, apparently. So all the excitement must have got to her uh, to have that baby then. <laughs> and um, Aunt Linda Pillman, who kind of, who raised him, he said. So, um, you know, cool moment to see that. But what about MJF and Wardlow? And what about the future of the pinnacle, Greg?
1: Yeah, um, they definitely, you know, lit the wick on that. And um, yeah, I told him just stand in the corner and look pretty. And I was like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Wardlow did a great job of just kind of side eye and go like, okay, really? Okay, we're doing this, and so you can you can see those thoughts percolating in his brain. And he, he he stood there and he side eyed him for uh, while. Uh, and MJ back or MJF kept his back turned to him for a good while to to let that sink in. That Marlo for for a second really thought about laying him out, but uh, he slinks off into the corner. So. The fuse is lit on that and uh, they, they they'll let it slow burn. And, um, you know, we're beginning of September. So by the end of the year, the last, uh, you know, pay per view of the year is when, you know, that powder keg can finally go off. You know, in the big moment when JF needs a win and maybe he looks to workload achieve. And lays them out. And you know, there's your story to carry you into 2022. Double so, nothing.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then also I'll bring up so I know Rampage built off of this storyline. So we had Brian Pillman Jr. and we had um MJF kind of go at it. Or sorry, we had Max caster Um Brian Pillman getting a good win you know, they're on rampage. So good to see that, um, as well. But, uh, also we, Griff Garrison got taken out, which brought Moxley to save, you know, um, Brian Pillman. So maybe we'll see Brian Pillman and Moxley as a tag team for a little bit. You know, some people brought up, you know, kind of like the Hollywood blonde style type deal with Steve Austin (laughs) and Brian Pillman senior. So kind of cool to see there. And also, we did have Ruby Soho defeat Jamie Hayter. The heel stood tall because that led into a six-women tag match at Rampage. The heel, the faces got that win as well. So, Greg, you could kind of have both matches. Ruby, I thought, looked good in her first match for the women. And, you know, getting a good, you know, kind of push into that title picture, she can lose and still, you know, build herself up. So... Um, have at it. You could do the rampage and the dynamite match, just because they kind of fed into each other.
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm liking it. Ruby is she looks definitely happier that um, you know she's she seems a little more free with her with her ring work. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of you know the same moves, but you know the way she delivers them, the way the way. Um, that she uh, comes across, it's more confident, more. Uh, like there's less to remember about uh, things you have to do, places you have to stand, or things. Yeah. Um, so many, you know, those WWE bonds with, you know, especially the newer uh, talents coming off the indie scene or whatever that never had to deal with that type of situation before. Yeah. Um, you can kind of tell when they get a little bogged down and, they start, you know, guessing themselves and messing up moves, things like that. Yeah. Um, she just looked really confident. She looked really, um, you know, great with her with her moves, Everything was um, solid. Everything comes across, you know, more real. Yes. Than it did her whole time when she was in WWE. So um, I'm really happy for her. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do because, like I said last week, I didn't see what was special about her uh, when she was doing the whole Riot Squad Squad thing and with her uh, solo work. But I know she was a a big deal on the indie scene. And you can tell in just that couple of matches uh, the difference between... Um, her WWE run and what she's doing right now. So um, I'm excited to see what she's going to do. At, but the reason I picked Nana J was because she's at least been in AEW for a while as far as being an excellent next line for a, a championship. And I didn't pick Ruby because I thought it would be a bad idea to uh, have her win the Battle Royal and then lose to Britt Baker. So... Uh, you know getting a championship opportunity right off the bat um you know these you know couple uh, you know wins on the way in is you know all well and good but to lose your first big match uh may not be the best formula so that's why i didn't exactly want her to win the battle royal
0: does she win her first match then does she win the title right off the bat uh, or would it be too soon? Well, I guess it depends on when we get it's, it. Like, I feel like you're going to get it sooner rather than later, like the match at least.
1: Yeah, as yeah, I definitely see the match happening at the next you know, big pay-per-view, you know, it's full gear. Or,
0: um, well, they have the big event in Arthur Ashe Stadium happening too, in Dynamite, so I wonder if they'll just pull it there. I think that's going to be one of their bigger crowds. Because they're looking to really make that a big show. And that's in New York. So, of course, always being in New York City is like a, a bigger deal. As you right. saw last night, I felt like WWE really tried to put their best foot forward at MSG, being back there for the first time in two years. Because uh, yeah. I think the last time they came there was Christmas. So they did a Christmas Day house show. So we haven't seen you know a live show there in a while. So. Are you know a little bit, but um, how about this, Greg? Our friend Sean Spears <laughs> won the match for the Pinnacle uh against the Dark Order. The big story there is Anna Jay and Tay Conti try to come out or come out to the ramp. I think Tay wants to go help the Dark Order. Anna Jay's like, nope, these boys are fighting it out and. So yeah does Tay does Ana jay try to take the lead in the dark order or are we just gonna splinter them up and wherever the chips may fall
1: yeah it, it's it, she, she can see that you know this house is falling apart it's it's on fire and no amount of water is going to put it out hmm. and instead of letting her run into the fire and try to put it out she's like nope let it burn and i think she and uh ty and anna are going to go off and do their own thing and that's going to be the way of breaking away from the whole darker business altogether uh as for the dark order themselves um it's going to give a chance for um uh, i know the guy's name is because everybody's always calling him johnny hungy if that's his actual Oh, uh, yeah, John name. Silver, yeah. Yeah, John Silver, and um, I think Reynolds is his number yep, one partner. Yeah, his partner. Um, so they're going go to be a babyface tag team. Uh, Uno and Grayson are going to stick to try to be, you know, the heel team. And I think Do the they keep, like, five out. and
0: ten with them maybe as a, you know, try to keep that aspect of the dark order maybe
1: that's possible yeah and then when a new leader arises right all in line with him right (laughs) right,
0: right. what about Malachi he needs a house of black right
1: that's true I mean it's a house with only one member in it right now Um, (laughs) a house with one
0: member is not a house
1: (laughs) I can see uh... that
0: yeah, you know, I mean, maybe he uh, takes him under his
1: wing and goes. Okay, this is the way to embrace the darkness, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and actually go dark, like that.
0: like with Brody. You know, go dark. Don't you know play into right. the crowd and you know whatever they were doing at the beginning of the. Remember, they all have all the thousands of minions or whatever that was, and they'd make the throne for um, Uno to sit on and all that dumb stuff. Like that was just yeah, too much um brian danielson interrupted the elite i thought here the best part was tony shavani's little run-in with um, adam cole saying you know if you ever look my girls away we're gonna have work you know i'm gonna take care of that and also don't forget brian danielson asking for a title shot so does he get that title shot
1: yeah he will um
0: and him losing nope. is – like I feel like he can eat losses at the – can he, I mean, he could probably eat some losses at the beginning.
1: Yeah, he absolutely can. Um, and, and I did love that segment too with uh, Adam Cole, you know, stopping everything to go and getting to my face. And I was like, okay, what's he doing here? And that totally spaced it that, uh, you know, him and Britt Baker are, are BFFs right now. And uh, having them tell him off like that was beautiful. I love that. and uh, so you know, not keeping that a secret at all. I mean, yeah, um, you know, everybody already knows that they're a couple, so it's only uh pretty cool that he just go ahead went ahead and exposed it. Um, and do you think that the Good brothers but,
0: getting omitted was by like on purpose? Like that was part of that's going to be some storyline headed forward as well, and it's funny because the Good Brothers hold gold, <laughs> so why would <laughs> right. they not get? You know, they're they, them and Omega should be the ones happy because they sell all the gold.
1: That's true, um, and I think think uh, you get the title shot, but the Elite in, interferes, and that can be like a running thing for. You know, a couple shows where it looks like he's, you know, getting the best of any. And can uh, he find some way to, to heal his way out of there with the title? Uh, you know, getting something disqualified or they come in and jump in. But it'd be a great time for, you know, to get those first matches in and show that, you know, uh, Brian's still got it. You know, he, and I think uh, everybody's talking about them signing all these, this WWE talent, but I think we look forward to seeing what they can do with the WWE gloves off. Uh, Knowing the, how much freedom that uh, they get in AEW as opposed to um, having to be micromanaged in WWE and see what they can do once they are allowed to their own devices and go, my character would do A, B, C, D. Okay, let's see it. And being not having that type of creative license, um, and being able to you know have the kind of matches that they envision in their head instead of you know, pr- um, producers telling them you know how to wrestle, and what to say, and how to say it. that, um, you know, now this match with uh Brian and Kenny is a match that I don't care where it's going to happen, I'm going to be there to see it in real time because that's going to be. Yeah a banger of a match. Um, so, and why wouldn't you want to milk that for, you know, a handful of shows uh, until the title changes, and it's, it's getting right for a title change at the top. Um, AEW likes doing long-running championship reigns. Uh, Jericho mm-hmm. held the title for a long time. Uh, then it went mm-hmm. to Moxley, held the title for a long time. And now, um, Kenny's had the belt for um, I think going on a year well not, not a yeah, year but,
0: not a year uh, yet but I think it's close is Hangman close still the to guy to year. beat him do you think yeah like I could mean, Hangman make the save and that gets Hangman right back in the good graces of
1: that storyline has been burning from from the beginning almost uh, remember Hangman hey was in that in the first title match against Jericho Yep. And his little odyssey to get to the championship has been, you know, two years in running. And mm-hmm. it's just crossed over through different characters. And Kenny's the last uh, character that that Rivers run through so far.
0: And especially you uh, play up their tag team title. You know, they have the right. tag team titles. When nobody fought, <laughs> we did not think Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega would be holding tag team titles at any point. You know, speak. You know, talk about two guys that you just almost threw together to see what could happen. Um, You know, I think I think if Hangman could save Brian from some beatdown at some point, that gets him right back in the good graces. You know, I I mean I keep going to full gear because I feel like full gear would just make everything come, you know, around to where it needs to be. So um, we'll kind of see where the and now full gear got moved back a week. It was going to be November sixth. Now it's Saturday, November 13th. So they have an extra week kind of play with it, you know, if they need that time to do that. So um, right. We haven't seen
1: Hangman on TV for a while. So yeah kind of did the idle side the out of the mind kind of thing. I think is – didn't this woman it's have a, a baby or something like that?
0: Yeah, I think um, there, he went off for paternity leave. But I don't know when the the baby came. I don't know when baby Paige is here. We haven't seen any uh, – I haven't seen any congratulations yet. So, um, right. They must have pretty right. private lives. Yeah, but that, that time away, you know, absolutely,
1: heart grow fonder. And it's it adds to that surprise factor when he does come back, and yeah. you know, we realize how much we missed him, and you know, he's he's going to get propelled that much forward just off of uh, the crowd reaction. Uh, you know, that pop's going that pop's going to be on a, a punkish level. Yeah. So that's going to put him right back where he needs to be, um, and finally get that match with Kenny. So that, I think he is going to be the guy that that takes Kenny championship, uh, uh, and that would feel like it with,
0: I think sab- Brian Davis is kind of a red
1: herring right now. Yes, yes that yes. Uh, and it's actually going to be or going to be Amen.
0: And could that change the narrative that oh, only. WWE guys get the title Are only you know established charts Like Hangman Adam Page would feel like The real AEW original You know now Kenny Omega technically was But Kenny Omega built his name New Japan And having five star matches there Hangman's always kind of just been You know plodding along I think he was an ROH a little bit You know but he, feel, he feels like to me like, okay, this is an AEW original, like OG, <laughs> you know, even more so than Omega. Because we know Omega, you know, he was the – he is a EVP as well. But Hangman would feel like the guy that, okay, now you've really shown me that you want to put guys like Sammy Guevara, guys like MJF, Wardlow, you know, those like – those real guys that you signed. I mean, we, technically it's Joey Janela as well, but <laughs> – we saw us, I mean, talk about a guy that has he might as well be the, the coolest of water ever. Um, because he was one of the first names they signed as well. Him and Brett Baker, like, but uh I don't I don't know if Joey Janelle will ever take off like they think he will, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um finally uh we had Moxley defeat Suzuki, which was a really interesting. I like the match with Moxley the night before that eight uh, the the um all out match that all out with um Shima or Hiroshi what was his name. I can't remember his name. Anyways, I thought that match was much better than the Suzuki match. It still was about the same, but maybe it was the commercial break time. You know, maybe it's just the TV style that they only had what 10 minutes or 15 minutes at the most to kind of play with. It felt like, you know, it felt like they had no time to really do what they wanted to do. So, you know, it was still a good match, still good homecoming, you know. Fight for Moxley, you know. Suzuki was kicking out of stuff at one, and Moxley was doing his thing. So, um, not a bad match, but I thought the not the oh, double or, or all out match for Moxley was much better. Really got to breathe and tell the story. So, uh, what do you think, Greg? About you know both matches, if you'd like.
1: Yeah, um, his all out match was was much much better like you said um, and I like the the face off with Suzuki at all out um, yes. where they kind of told the story and you know how much of a badass that Suzuki is and everybody's in awe and then he you know and mock he and Moxley do a little bit of business and he lays Moxley out um, so I was interested in seeing how this uh, real match would would turn out uh, I didn't love it. I thought it was a little weird, a little clunky. Um, a lot of time spent there punching each other and and seeing how long they could stand before they went down. Uh, for as violent as they build this guy to be, it wasn't that violent of a match. Yeah. Um, so I would have wanted to see more on the violent's end if you're going to build this guy that way um but for what it was it was you know the last 50 minutes of tv and um it was decent but
0: you know i didn't love it but i mean i think the fact that he just wrestled that type of style too i mean did you need to push this so quickly like could you have maybe given some time between because you're essentially doing the same you're running the same batch the same match back with somebody else that we he's supposed to have more history with, because I think they did fight each other or wrestle each other in New Japan, and I don't, I've do not i never got to see that match, so that maybe that's something that we need to go back in our research. <laughs> in all the free time we got, Greg, you know, go back and watch that match at some point. But um, <laughs> Right. And I did want to bring up Rampage, because I kind of brought up the last two matches, but let's bring up the Andrade and Pac match, our, you know, because Pac picks up the win, but the real story is why did... Andrade take out Chavo Guerrero. Now, great. I did not believe in Chavo Guerrero at all, but you're already getting rid of him. So is that more telling than the whole, you know, the match? So the match was real solid. You know, I mean, pack just as packed. It's too bad. And it's weird that we could get the, the travel issue sorted out for, well, I think they did tape rampage. So maybe that's why, but anyways, it's always weird why you could get that figured out, but you couldn't get into Chicago cuz that match in front of the Chicago really would have torn the house down. But uh Greg, what do you think about the whole, you know, Chavo Guerrero already get taken out like I guess he was just there maybe for a month. Maybe he just wanted to kind of see what he could do and now do they give somebody else to Andrade? Some people joke they're like Andrade's wrestled 3 ma- or two matches, he's had three managers. So, <laughs> you know, that's a that's not a very good and I I mean, Andrade lost already. I mean, is that good for him to be losing this quickly? Like Brian Danielson is yeah. an established guy. You know, even Malachi Black maybe could eat a loss, but does Andrade need to be eating losses like this already?
1: Um, and it's Andrade's a little, a little weird because he. Uh, I'm not beginning his presentation quite yet. I, I get the idea he's, you know, kind of a Latario kind of character and you know, think he's too cool for school and everything. Um and you know, it, he he won the match but or, or they did the referee catch him cheating or is is that why uh oh, I, I, but, yeah, why because they that... won the match because Chavo oh. hit him or hit the dude with the iPad, uh, which was what I hated the most, that uh, Pat oh, lost Oh, my bad, Chavo yes, Andrade
0: him. lost, I'm sorry, yes.
1: Yeah, um, or Pat lost. Yes, because sorry. Andrade uh, the win. Hit. So that's the part of match I hated. I thought the match was a great match. Um, yeah. They really went at it, and uh, the match was great till the finish. And while the referee wasn't looking, Chavo snuck into the ring, hit Pac over the hip with an iPad and slipped out. And um, Andrade got the pin, uh, which I hate it, because I think we can really knock out Pac with an iPad. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, You know, brass knuckles or a billy club or something, you know, anything but an iPad. So that that kind of messed with it for me as far as, you know, my overall rating of the match, even though it was a great match. Um, So my only logic behind it is that uh, Andrade took him out for helping him win when he went to win the match on his own. Maybe he's never presented himself as being that honorable. Um, That's true. But there's
0: Chavo out of AW already, do you think? Or maybe he just goes yeah, back
1: behind I mean, the scenes. I can see him going and being a producer or something like that. Yeah, like an agent. Um, or,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I've heard something about uh, Ric Flair coming over mm. and maybe having some part to do with uh, Andrei uh, being that he's, you know, being close to being a son-in-law.
0: He um, might as well be. Well, yeah.
1: I can see, I can see that. <laughs> Whenever actually. they finally get
0: married, because I know they're engaged charlotte and andrade manny as she always says um yeah yeah all right well let's take one more final break and uh then we'll just jump into smackdown It almost felt like a house show but it was a pretty big house show last night uh, especially when we had that 10-man tag those are always big house show feel you know when you throw everybody in the ring at once so uh, let's do some rogue energy and then we'll get into what happened last night on smackdown And we are back, ready to rock and roll, live from Madison Square Garden for SmackDown. Uh, We had Brock Lesnar out there for—or, sorry, we had Roman Reigns out there with the Usos. Brock Lesnar comes in there and causes all the chaos that he does. I want to get into the 10-man tag, though, match because, Greg, if you would have told me there'd be somebody showing up on TV that's a famous basketball player in Madison Square Garden— I would said Reggie Miller because I'm a diehard pacer fan. But (laughs) we got the we got Trey Young, who is so and it's so weird because you look at Trey Young, you know, like LeBron switched to the Heat. He got the NWO vibe from him. Trey Young to me seems like a likable guy. You know, everybody he's a young and up and coming guy. I mean, it doesn't help that Luca and him are always gonna be linked together, Luca Doncic. And, you know, Lucas probably a step above him. But anyway, so they did play it up, though, because I believe Trey Young got ejected from MSG during their playoff series. So they played that part up. And uh, the faces pick up the win, of course, Greg, because who else would have picked up the win in this big, gigantic match? And then Big E saying, I'm just going to go whoever has what I need. And I still think Big E ends up on Raw. So uh any thoughts on the match though greg for you and the trey young involvement
1: yeah the uh the match was pretty dumb uh, but the yeah, uh trey young part i got just because of uh, the fact that right now trey young is public enemy number one in new york because yes he is pretty much single-handedly the man who shot Killed the, the uh, Knicks <laughs> out of the playoffs
0: yes. the guy
1: was on fire the whole playoff series and if I remember right, there was one game that he won with like a buzzer beater. He did that, yeah. uh, cost the is that
0: the, the game he game. got spit on because he did get spit on at Massive Square Garden as well. So that's always I think it. so.
1: Um, so yeah, he's probably like the most hated guy, uh, as far as a visiting athlete that you could possibly bring in. So I'd see him right now, it, so right now though, Drake. Right <laughs> now, yeah, don't, um, take my,
0: recency, don't take my Reggie.
1: Hey, I'm all about Reggie Miller. I love Reggie Miller. <laughs> um but uh, to, to play to you know recently, Trey Young is yes. the guy that uh should not be out in New York without an escort. Um I mean armed escort, not a escort escort. And he have Sami Zayn do it, like Sami <laughs> Zayn.
0: like in his uh, what Kevin Knox jersey, which is so fun like so funny to see because I hadn't even thought about you know who was big on the Knicks right now, and I guess that's Knox. So, but yeah, anyway, um,
1: yeah. and the the whole, you know, the whole point of the match was to get Trey Young ejected out of Madison Square Garden, so again, get the pop from the fans. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I get the whole the whole idea behind that. Um, they're all done, so if you're gonna do it, that's the way to do it. Um, Biggie at the end, you know, I like that promo that he cut, you know, he put a more serious tone in his voice and You know kind of put the champs on notice You know if you got a belt I'm coming for your neck, you know I, I like the way he delivered that he didn't seem like new or uh, new day biggie for a second He seemed like mm-hmm. You know serious contender biggie um, so I like that he was able to change his tone change his um, demeanor in delivering that promo and make himself, you know, more legit because we always see him happy-go-lucky Big E. And I like it when he can shift gears and come across more heavy, more serious. And that way we take him more serious.
0: And that's Um, what New Day has tried to do before too, you know, especially the stuff with the Usos back in the day. Now, do you think it's too obvious that they're making it with Big E, like always showing up wherever Heyman's at? Does that seem like too, too obvious? And that's why I keep thinking they're going to move him to Raw and he catches in on Bobby Lashley.
1: No, um, there's a few things I'm liking about it. Um, Number one, how uh, Kayla is just a phantom that pops up wherever Paul Heyman is. Hi, Paul. He's always... (laughs) Right. sure
0: <laughs> hi Paul
1: and, he, and his, his reactions are just golden like um, he didn't know that she had been standing there for you know however long he just kind of jumps out of his skin and then he's like yeah. oh come you know, on announcers
0: are never backstage Craig <laughs> they're never right. backstage just ready to pounce
1: yeah and, so. and Kayla can haunt me anytime anytime I turn around and she's there okay she, well, let's do that Yes, Caleb.
0: You could do a few um, things with me, but that's a whole other story for another podcast. <laughs> <Right> away, <so. laughs> that's our uh, after dark podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not our middle but, of the afternoon.
1: <laughs> but you know, this says there's kind of been a running thing with Kayla and Paul Heyman is that uh, she just pops up the moment he turns around and scares the bejesus out of him. It's too funny. But um and then the moment he pivots there's Big East standing there grinning and holding up the briefcase. I'm yeah. watching you every move you make. I'm watching you, like the old song says. Um, and so it's just just a little Easter egg, you know, Big East watching and, you know, waiting for that, that one slip up. And, you know, you can, I mean, cash in this briefcase. So I, I don't think there's anything more into, to it that, uh, You know that we should be read into it other than you know, Biggie's ready and he's gonna pounce any moment. So um just getting the, the champ uncomfortable is kind of like the message of getting out of that. So yeah. Um I like the way they're doing that with with Heyman
0: and Biggie and, and Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, that who would have thought Kayla would be, you know, kind of a fun ass like I mean she's always good at what she does, but now they're getting her her be that. A little more, you know, a little more in the action because her and Heyman do the talking smack show anyway. So I think they have good chemistry together, or they used to. I don't know if they do as much now, but um, right. And that, that look on her face when she catches him and yes. he jumps and she has
1: the most sadistic smile on her face it's just amazing
0: because uh, she's so like she's just this little tiny girl anyway. So you think like, oh well, she's never going to do anything. So uh, Becky officially signed the contract for Extreme Rules, uh, f- flaunting a huge ass, sunglasses, and some fur, which I want to bring <laughs> up because Seth Rollins, Greg had a little fur on his coat, so I thought that was a nice little touch. But Seth Rollins Edge. Let's just get to that match because that was that might have even been better than their SummerSlam match. I loved. Seth hitting the glam slam twice because I don't remember if they called it on the announced team, but Beth was there. Beth Finney was like, they showed it on the Instagram feed or something, but they showed like, you know, um, Beth taking in edges or edges, you know, match. And so pulling out the glam slam, uh, you had um, Edge hit the pedigree on Seth Rollins. And then the, the, the stomp finally happened and Seth not knowing what to make of it. I mean, you talk about character development, that right there, you know, I think it would have been awesome to have Beth there going in the ambulance with with Edge just to kind of really play that up because then that will give me the Edge and Bec- Edge and Beth against Becky and Seth match that I want, Craig, you know, down the road. Not now, <laughs> but down the road, you know. Um because I, I think Edge and Beck, Beth want to do one match together. You can't imagine them not, you know, they're both on the roster. They're both in a good place health-wise, so why not? And, you know, then you have Beth, you know, maybe we could salvage something for Becky and Seth from their past <laughs> their past uh, time together. So, uh, really, you know, the, the taking them out in a stretcher, hitting the stomp, and just not knowing what, like, I think that was that Megan Morant, who asked him in the backstage, and he just didn't have an answer. And that's the best storytelling they could do with this. And I think Beth does play a part. Like maybe Seth calls out Edge next week, but Beth answers the call, kind of like she did before. And that could get Beth on TV while Edge is still out, you know, selling the injury. So really, you know, like I said, maybe even better than the SummerSlam match just because of what it did. And we'll get a third match down the road. I don't know when. (laughs) I don't think you, I think you don't do it at Extreme Rules because that still feels too close. Maybe that's at Crown Jewel. I don't even want to do it there because I feel like people won't watch it (laughs) because, you know, it's Crown Jewel. So maybe you save it for something else. But that felt like, you know, a really good, like Edge's return to Madison Square Garden and all that. So uh, those are my thoughts on it. Greg, how about yourself? Uh, well, I, I agree
1: with you. The match was a really good match. Um, I liked it as much as their SummerSlam match. Um, the story they told, they had time. They were able to, um, you know, swing the pendulum back and forth a few times, um, and, and tell a good story to this match. Had a good pace, um, and the whole time we're waiting to see if you know you he's going to get caught. You know, went to stomp, and I think based off the first match, we just figured that uh, you know he's going to outwit him again, and this time Seth gets him, and you know they call out the uh, ambulance, send him off, and um, you know when he catches him and asks him backstage, or catches Seth backstage and asks him, you know, I just feel about what he just did, and he's like, I don't know it, it. Back to you know cult leaders after um, taking out Mysterio's eye and have him going into this little almost catatonic state before he became a lunatic. Um, so uh, that's kind of what I thought of, but maybe a similar thing here, just coming out with a on a different end. Um, next week is going to come out and he's going to be more um squirrely more creepy more um maybe a little more violent Seth. and you know he's going to have a promo to go with it so uh like i said the, the storytelling with these guys have been amazing so far but you do need does he stomp time for who
0: <laughs> i mean i feel like you almost have to
1: yeah, if he's if he's coming out as you know more violent uh Seth, that will bring back edge.
0: Happening. Like maybe not that you know I I feel like that's when they want Edge to return in a way, you know, maybe like you know, and then that's when Edge will turn the corner into more sadistic side.
1: That's true. Or maybe it plays to what you want and while um Beth is in the ring and delivering comes the in. report on exactly. Becky comes in. By the way, love the Becky Lynch drip. Holy crap! That <laughs> is her. Uh, yeah. Is that Somebody Becky Lynch or her, like, Becky
0: uh, Becky McGregor? Yeah, <laughs> Becky Flair. Uh, Becky Flair. Though no, they I, joke, they like yeah. she had that big old fur coat. Like it had to be freaking hot in that thing. Like. I mean yeah. that wasn't any, you know, that wasn't a, a thin layer of, you know, lining. That was <laughs> and then like oh, I said, it was a nice ro- she she rolled uh, in she, it.
1: She rocked that thing like a boss. I mean, the the glasses and you know, you know, just swagger just bleeding up the screen. It was beautiful. Um, and we'll see the match there
0: it. for them at yep. extreme rules. I think that would be what everybody wanted to see. Um, but you know we'll you know we'll get we'll get Becky and Bianca and that'll be cool to see. Um, Greg, how about the Street Profits? They defeated the Usos by DQ because Roman came in there and saved their ass. But we saw the tease of it last week. We heard the heartbeat, and now we got Demon, the Demon back, which a lot of people said, "Oh, the Demon will never be back." And even Finn said himself. I'm not ready to bring that. And then of course the demon comes back. Um, now the tough part is I don't think the demon has lost. So you're going to have to figure out a way yeah. to, you know, maybe that's why you have biggie with the money in the bank to protect Finn in a way. And then you could do Finn and cause Brock and Roman don't need the title really, if you think about it, but you know, it is what it is. So, that's going to be the tough part. Did you put yourself into a corner where you don't want the demon to lose, but he probably almost has to lose to Roman because you're not putting the title on Finn, are you? I don't see why he couldn't. Um, I, mean, I don't know why they couldn't it either, but it is WWE. <laughs> right. It, and it it's
1: ble- bleeding swerve all over the place. Um, yes. So whether that's Big E cashing in or – um Finn getting the title off of Roman before or does Finn uh, win by DQ Robinson. and then
0: that's that keeps the, what, demon. the demon the demon can Usos still getting
1: involved right you the, can still have, have Finn. Rod and the Usos getting yeah. involved.
0: So, so maybe that's that's probably your out right there. If because like I said I don't know if they're ready to pull the trigger on Big E with the title but You also want to protect the demon. You got to protect Roman. There's just a lot of protecting going on here. Because obviously, like we said, we're getting Brock and Roman at Crown Jewel. I need to look up if they even have a date for Crown Jewel. Because I haven't seen a date. You feel like it's going to be after the draft, which is the first weekends of October. But um, that is not what I want. Oh, wait. Huh? Crown I really don't want
1: this to happen at Crown Jewel. Okay, just says it just says October. Just, but
0: what Roman and Brock? Uh, yeah, uh, um, I mean, I just can't imagine them. Where else can you push it though? You're not going to do Survivor Series. Well,
1: why not? That would be a great cover for Survivor Series. I know oh, they did champion versus champion at Survivor Series. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, what I was wondering. Like. If, I mean, we did get Goldberg. And, didn't we get Goldberg and Brock at Survivor Series without any title involved the one year? Or what? No, the title was involved. I can't remember. But anyways, I felt like we got Brock and Goldberg. Yep. I mean, I it's Crown Jewel. You know they're going to lay out everything there. I know. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, the I mean, Crown Jewel is at, where Matt
0: is going to die. I mean, and I'll be lucky I, to catch something big if it's in the middle of the day. So it's like, you know, even though that one year I yeah, think it was four hours or five, hours. I think it was still on even when I got home. So, um, yeah, you know, the Prince of Saudi Arabia, Greg, loves his Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. So, you know what the Prince wants, the Prince gets. Oh god!
1: Uh, the president <laughs> have Goldberg. He can keep Goldberg. Give can, him a room a, in the palace and and keep him there. Just just keep let him have, have Matthew. Slayer?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <of> the hut? <laughs> it <just comes> out.
1: <laughs> he can keep Goldberg. Please keep Goldberg. Even um, back in our,
0: uh, I'm I'm thinking of Coneheads. When they're like you're gonna wrestle the narfall and it's like this weird zomp or this weird monster thing that comes out that could be goldberg for the prince of saudi arabia who just like drags him out there for like a arena uh the right. coliseum <laughs>
1: uh but yeah so many disasters in saudi arabia i mean the tx reunion holy crap no uh um, what under- no, i didn't
0: hear that i didn't hear that <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that uh, that was been in um Br- or no Bray and Seth too wasn't it? At one of them, Um because that's when I think Bray won the title. Or no, our set something happened. But yeah, Undertaker Brock happened in Saudi Arabia, yeah. and uh, we had the uh, the plane the plane um drama plane fiasco
1: right <laughs> um, Goldberg <laughs> Boy, and so- Undertaker,
0: and um, yeah the DX reunion Goldberg
1: and Fiend. So, just bad things happen in Saudi Arabia. I don't want this storyline to happen. In Undertaker like beat AJ.
0: Don't forget that for the the trophy. <laughs> Undertaker oh. beaten one one um one uh pile driver one tombstone. It was over. <laughs> well, yeah. That, just, that, oh, and Shane McMahon best in the world happened in, happened in saudi arabia oh yeah you, so, so you are you I've, saying the best things happened in saudi arabia or the worst thing no, right? the,
1: the worst things. <laughs> the worst and it usually involved goldberg but uh um
0: i, I think that's yeah that's very I don't, telling.
1: To, I don't want to have to carry a storyline through saudi arabia and uh, then try to continue it in in the states i mean the first Brock and Roman match needs to happen in the States, not in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Um, it's just too much work to have to rehash what happened. Because like, like you said, that match is going to happen when most of the audience is at work or at school. Uh, cause it's going to happen in the middle of the day, and we're not going to be able to watch it live. And even when we get home, it might still be playing. Um, so
0: I just don't know when they're going to swing it because do you put that on? You don't put it on a SmackDown unless Fox is now that could be Fox saying, No, we want this on SmackDown, and you give that away on TV because it can't happen next year. Uh, it, That's it's too soon, obviously.
1: Yeah, but there's no reason that you can't carry out the Brock Roman storyline due the end of the year. You know, we're we're almost in October. We're, uh, you know, we're talking about three months, and Brock and Roman have limited physicality. So just promo wise, and um, maybe a couple of sneak attacks here or there, uh, you can run this storyline easy through the end of the year, and okay. have it happen yeah. in December or have it happen in January for a road to WrestleMania yeah. Royal Rumble. So, would right. Royal
0: Rumble be pushing out too far, though?
1: No, no. I mean, especially not with Brock involved. Um, and the the storyline is too juicy with what what does Paul know? What does Paul not know? With well, could we do Brock uh, inside that
0: Crown Jewel?
1: That we could do. We could do a tag team match. We could do. You a feel like Brock match. is going to
0: wrestle? You feel like Brock is going to wrestle a Crown Jewel? I guess that's. I just can't imagine them bringing him back now if he's not going to wrestle at least there. So. Well, they.
1: I can. I could see a, a handicap match. Or, yeah. And Romans setting it up. You know, you want to get through me. You have to go through them. Got to fight them. And yeah. doing a, a handicap match at Crown Jewel. He could beat up them and like he beat up
0: course. Kofi and and uh, the beat the best the Beast of the East. You know, right. they did that little. He he killed all of New Day there. Um, but anyways, well, uh, that's our wrestling week, Greg. Right? <laughs> Who would have thought our first thirty minutes just were enough enough to give you, I think, everything for the week. But um, I think this, like we we keep saying every week, this just feels like the right time to be a wrestling fan. There's a lot of stuff happening. I, you know, we'll we'll see how the cards lay for Extreme Rules. So far, I think there's some interesting stuff happening for that, and the draft around the corner next month. Definitely guys need to switch, you know, and we'll see what SmackDown guys go to Raw and whatnot and, you know, keep those, keep those battle lines going. But, uh, then we'll, we'll be on the road to survivor series, which is always a fun time. You know, it could, it needs something more and we'll kind of get into that as we get in, in closer to that date. But, um, uh, any last thoughts, Greg, uh, prediction for your chargers tomorrow. I forgot who you said they're playing again. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, we're playing
1: Washington, and uh, I'm calling a win by, uh, uh, we'll say, 27 to 17. Justin okay. Herbert's going to show why he's the rookie of the year, and uh, come out slinging. And uh, Chargers going to get this win. So, side it. Week one, first full slate of games uh, for NFL. Uh, NBA is going to be kicking in soon. Um, and uh, some some good wrestling on tap, so very excited about that. Also, you know, got it on. You know, today being the the Fat toe holiday that it is. Shout out to our fighting men and women who serve and protect our country, and as well as those who uh, have lost their lives running to, you know, protect and and you know, keep our freedoms uh, for us so that you and I can do this and, you know, and en- enjoy the um, things that we love to do here in the greatest country in the world. As a former uh, member of the Army myself, uh, nothing but love and respect for the armed forces. And so thank you to all of you past and present and those of you who are still in right now. So, you know, and shout out to everyone today of all days.
0: Yep, uh, definitely good sentiments there. Um, yeah, and the NBA, they're doing a shorter off season because they're going to do eighty-two games again. So the NBA is going to be back quicker than we, you know, realize. Exactly. But, uh, my Colts play the um, Seahawks tomorrow. I don't know what the hell to expect. Like. Carson Wentz could go down right away, or Carson Wentz could put up <laughs> something like—it's a scary thought, you know. When they are, they have their top quarterback cornerback out, Xavier Rhodes, and uh I think Eric Fisher, who was a big signee, he's out for at least this week. He just started practicing, but but they want to get another week of practice. And yeah, I, I feel like it's all—it's all on it's all Carson Wentz. Well, it's all on Frank Wright to make sure that Carson Wentz is ready, <laughs> like. That's all, wow. you know, the The Seahawks are favored by two and a half. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's about three, three to seven point win. Either way, you know, it just feels like that type. Now, and you also Greg, for your
1: Colts, yeah? to
0: Seattle, you know, I got to root for my Colts because they've lost seven <laughs> straight home openers. Or, I mean, opening games. Sorry, not home openers. Opening games. They have not won an opening game since 2013. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, that's it's the sixth longest streak I think in NFL history or something like that. Not the streak you want to be part of. No. So I think the top is 13 games. Somebody lost 13 straight opening games. So um, I forget who that was, but yeah. So I'll call my Colts to win by three. So all the betting nice. betters will be happy. <laughs> if you're into that <laughs> type of thing, so uh, thank you for watching. As always, keep the love going, and if you want to be involved with the show, get in touch with me at Stephen A. Eleven Eighty One or Super Kicknet page. Hopefully, we get that back going um, because it's not showing up right here on the page. So, I'll the want to, to get Facebook to like us again. So, uh, thank you for watching. Enjoy your day and have a good 9/11 today. Just always remember those all the lives that are lost. I mean. You know, it's hard to forget that the Pentagon got hit that day. And then there was the people that were the, the people that took down the plane. Like luckily I, that plane that went down in Pennsylvania, because who knows where that could have been headed. You know, if, if those people don't step up. So uh, I, you know, I know New York city gets all the, the, you know, attention because of all the twin towers and all that. Like, it's still kind of weird to watch old TV shows and see the twin towers in the back scene Cause you're like, Oh, yeah, those are, you know, because now they're – I think it's a beacon of hope or something like that they have there now. Um, I don't know. I forget what they have, some memorial types. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the weekend, and have a good rest of your week. Peace.